MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, 21st day of June, first day of summer. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The U.S. Coast Guard says a Canadian aircraft detected underwater noises during the search for a submersible that vanished while taking five people down to the wreck of the Titanic. As a result of the noises being detected by the Canadian P-3 aircraft, search efforts have been relocated. Uh, Those searches have not found anything, but they are continuing. Rescuers have been racing against the clock because even under the best of circumstances, the vessel could run out of oxygen by Thursday morning. The thing about it uh, as well, Kathy, this uh, submersible is that they're bolted in. So even if if it was to surface and they didn't know where they were, they could still suffocate because they can't get out. Right. Yeah, and they can't. They have to be depressurized yeah. and all this stuff. You can't There's, just pull them out. You can't just pull them out. It's, no. uh, the, these deep underwater rescue things are extremely complicated. And step one is just finding them, and then there's several other steps after that. And getting the equipment there yeah. that can handle a rescue. Like, there's only a handful of... Of pieces of equipment that can that can do it that can well, do are, it can do they it. are prepping they do have um, uh, you know equipment that's okay. ready I don't know exactly what it well, is but they are saying that they have equipment ready the key is Kathy it seems to be arriving just at the point where they're right at the edge of their oxygen supply I mean I hate this is this would be a a script for a movie yeah, it, it's if, so, it's yeah. so it's so uh, nerve wracking and bad but to hear this possible pinging. Or this possible echo sounds, yeah, it does bring a little bit if of hope. They could do this, I hope, because it's it's as you said, Preston. The odds are staggeringly yeah, against time. it. Yeah. Uh, did you see this guy in Ben Salem, Alfred Hagen, uh, who was on it, and he knows the people that are on it. He was uh, talking about. It. He's been talking in the news, and uh, I mean, even he said he, that with this sound, he has a little bit of hope. I actually reached out to him. We'll see if maybe we can talk okay. to him later today. Okay. Um, but my thought was, uh, what else down there can make that? That noise or send not, that signal. N- not a lot, but I mean, you know, it, it's it's an amazing thing. And we talked about it yesterday. When and, and and we've talked to a number of people about the fact that you to think about outer space and how we're actually better at traveling into outer space safely than we are then, the depths of our oceans. Yeah, I think the the most uh, uh, interesting thing about it and something to hang on to a sliver of hope is that um, they said that this banging is coming every thirty minutes. So yeah, they look for. Repetitions okay. like that, okay. that that sound man-made right. as opposed to some kind of an anomalous Got ocean it. sound underground. So, I, or, I mean, not underground, underwater. Underwater, yeah. 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 Uh, in addition to an international array of ships and planes, an underwater robot started searching in the vicinity of the Titanic. And there was a push to get salvage equipment to the scene in case the sub is found. Three C-17 transport planes from the U.S. military have been used to move commercial submersible and support equipment from Buffalo, New York to St. John, Newfoundland to aid in the search, a spokesperson for the U.S. Air Mobility Command said. Uh, the Canadian military said it provided a patrol aircraft and two surface ships, including one that specializes in dive medicine. It also 
also dropped sonar buoys to listen to any sound from the Titan. Authorities reported that the carbon fiber vessel overdue uh, Sunday night, setting off the search in waters about 435 miles south of St. John's. At the helm was the pilot uh, Stockton Rush and CEO of the company leading the expedition. His passengers were a British adventurer, two members of a Pakistani business family, and a Titanic expert. Uh, The submersible had a four-day oxygen supply when it was put to sea around 6 a.m. on Sunday. The vehicle uses two communication systems, text messages that go back and forth to a surface ship and safety pings that are emitted every 15 minutes to indicate that the sub is still working. Both of those systems stopped about an hour and 45 minutes after the Titan submerged. The uh, so With the Titan, and, and Nick, you'd mentioned that the, the piece of press, I showed you a little video clip yesterday from a special that CBS had done a, a Sunday morning, I believe, uh, yeah. Nick. And so you, you say they, they put that back up on their website. They did. It's fascinating. During that trip, the reporter who went down, uh, they actually lost c- contact as well with the ship. And they were sort of um, outside communication range for about two and a half hours. They uh, And I believe, Nick, in that video, they get actually got caught on the propeller of the Titanic. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> It's, it's, when, it's when you watch it the first yeah. time around, Steve. Like it's you're like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And and honestly, when, the first time you see it, it's kind of a bit funny. Yeah. And then you realize, no, wait, actually, people are involved in this, right, and, yeah. and real lives are at, at risk here, and they are miles underneath the surface exactly. of the ocean. There was another story I read this morning. It was a 60 Minutes reporter who was uh, covering these guys, and he was on the surface ship. <laughs> And they lost contact with the submersible for five hours. Jeez. And the company had shut down the internet so they couldn't tweet out about it at the time. No kidding. So now you're starting to get these little backstories of how, Man. you know, maybe they weren't following all the proper safety protocols or something. I don't know. Well, they had handwritten signs. And as you said yesterday, Preston, if you get into a craft that's going to take you down 13,000 feet... Yeah. And you see that the operator's using a PlayStation controller to right. run it. Mm-hmm. It might give you pause for concern. How yeah. long were they supposed to be down there? It's a two and a half hour trip down, and I don't know how long they were going to. So within a doing the, the whole thing. So, so within a day, they were supposed to come. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I'm not remotely an expert on any of this kind of stuff, but I do like reading Tom Clancy novels, yeah. and, and I've seen a lot of those movies, and, and they're based in some reality. And the interest, one of the interesting things for me is the way that sound travels underwater yes. is very bizarre. Like, there it are is. layers where submarines can go under certain pressures, and then they can't communicate with just the, the pressure level above right. that. Not even the surface, just like, uh, uh, you know, a few um, hundred yards above where they are at a current time. There was why when I was uh, uh, in, at the pool growing up, I was probably like 12 or 13 years old. Remember the uh, digital uh, watches you used to have? Yeah. You could set the alarm and we'd have that high pitch beep, beep, beep. Right. Yes. I put it in the deep end of the swimming pool and I went to the complete opposite. Like it was one of those L shaped pools. Yeah. I mean, I was 100 yards, 100 meters away and you could hear it could clear hear as day. Wow. Yeah. So it, will, it will conduct, actually, yeah. it will conduct audio better than regular air. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's weird and it seems to come from different directions. This 30. Minute interval, though, has given a lot of people up. And you said, Kathy, that this 
person who'd been on it is encouraged at least a little By bit. By that, so he said, yeah. Everything that you can cross, cross, and hope that this plays out the right way. The submersible had seven backup systems to return to the surface, including sandbags and lead pipes that drop off and an inflatable balloon. One system is designed to work even if everyone on board is unconscious. Pennsylvania's Democratic-controlled House of Representatives approved a measure by a close vote Tuesday that would raise the minimum wage to $15 by 2026. The bill passed 103 to 100 with all but one Democrat voting for it and two Republicans joining them. But it has an uncertain future in the Republican-controlled Senate as lawmakers and Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro increasingly focus on budget legislation ahead of the July 1st start of the new fiscal year. Pennsylvania's minimum wage is set at a federal minimum of $7.25 and last increased in 2009. The measure would gradually increase the minimum wage to $15 by chase, uh, changing from $7.25 to $11 in the first year, then $13 in 2025, and then finally $15 in 2026. The bill ties future increase to inflation, which sponsors say mirrors actions taken by 15 other states. The legislation would also increase the tip wage to 60% of the minimum wage from the current $2.83 an hour. The movement comes as Democrats won a House majority uh, for the first time in a dozen years. It's been a years-long effort for Democrats uh, who have campaigned on increasing the minimum wage nationally. Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro said the portion of I-95 that collapsed in Philadelphia last week will be open again this weekend. How about that? Shapiro made the announcement during a news conference on Tuesday saying the timeline was thanks to the hard work of the crews on site and the cooperation of local, state, and federal officials. However, I don't know if you knew about the forecast of Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with they scattered addressed- thunderstorms. I know. Uh, that might hamper it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they, they did address that. Okay. Uh, workers made significant additional progress in filling the gaps uh, over the holiday weekend to create a temporary roadway. Crews are lifting median and exterior barriers in place, and this week... They will begin paving three new lanes in both directions, Shapiro said. Hey, I've got an idea. Let's send donuts and scratch-off lottery tickets to the <laughs> workers, workers yes. on 95. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Instead of the people stuck in the non-traffic that we tried to pull off yesterday. Initially, uh, that it, it was almost impossible to get down there. And we, we figured, you know what, better to go to a desolate, untrafficked road. <laughs> uh, but uh, for those, those, yeah, it's, it's an the astonishing thing. You're right, Preston. I actually saw it during when they first had the streaming capability to watch the work site, there was a passing uh, lightning storm. Hmm. They stopped. Uh, it passed. And they went right back to work. Right. It was amazing. So kudos to them. Maybe we'll send them. Well, we really like to go to places where there's no one. But we uh, send them something. That might be nice as well. But they're, they're moving so fast. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Yep. Pennsylvania State Police will escort the trucks carrying the pavers up I-95 to make sure that they get to the site safely and as quickly as possible. As for weather, the highway will reopen on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, sorry, as for weather, the highway will open, reopen on Saturday or Sunday. Shapiro said that that is dependent on the conditions. So uh, how quickly the asphalt can cure. So if it does rain, you know, but he's still saying that it will open this weekend, whether it's Saturday or Sunday, not sure. That's wow. yeah, a wow. big, yeah. I, I, it's, it is uh, mind-blowing and it, and it's, uh, everyone deserves to be very proud if, if, if they pull this off on that schedule. Did he say something along the lines of, like, with the ingenuity of Delco and the grid of Philadelphia? He didn't say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. <laughs> no, he didn't, he didn't say that. I'm pretty sure he did, no, Marissa. He didn't. I think he well, did. Well, what he actually <laughs> said, and it's kind of tragic, he said, despite Delco. No, 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 no. no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> I think, I think he said that. No, yeah, he, he probably 
probably did. Well, that, that recycled material is from Delco, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, it that's it why is. saying that. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing stuff. The cost for this, I mean, listen, the, the company, is they did it the last time, uh, yeah. the 95 yeah. needed to be repaired. The cost for this project is an estimated 25 to $30 million, with the federal government pledging to cover a majority, if not all, of the cost. Round-the-clock work continues on the site of the collapse in Philadelphia's Taconi neighborhood. Once traffic's moving this weekend, a new timeline will begin for the permanent structure. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Atlanta Braves 4-2 last night at the ballpark. Is it? Spencer Strider struck out nine Phillies over six innings in his first start in South Philly since last year's postseason. Austin Riley and Matt Olson homered, and the Braves ended the Phillies' six-game winning streak. Rysel Iglesias gave up a run in the ninth, but struck out Kyle Schwarber with the tying run on base to pick up his tenth save. The series continues tonight, and Aranola will get the, fir- the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 640. The Flyers unveiled their new home and road uniforms featuring designs which are intended to usher in the team's new Error of orange. The design changes are the first alteration to the team's home and away uniform since 2010. The stripes across the shoulders and down the arm have been widened to display each player's number, which will go back to a single color design. The intent is for the, unif- the new uni- uniforms to look similar to the original 1967 uniforms. It will be the first time since then that the uniform will sport single color numbers. And the union returned to action tonight in Central Florida to take on Orlando City SC. The match will begin at 7. 30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Bunch Kathy. Uh, speaking of the Flyers' new uniforms, uh, Keith Jones, Flyers' president, is El, Mr. El President. That's right. Will be in our studio this morning, and he's bringing by those uh, the New Jerseys. I'm going out to meet the peoples uh, to uh, show us, and uh, we'll get a first hand look at them. And uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, I am as well. I love stuff like this. And we haven't uh, we haven't seen Jonesy in person yet. We've spoken to him yeah. uh, on the phone. Was that on the phone or it was, yeah, it was yeah, via yeah, phone? Uh, so we'll have Mayor in the studio, which is great, uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning. And, uh, Kathy, you mentioned the uh, the minimum wage story in the news. Our uh, comedian guest has some sharp opinions about the minimum wage that I watched a video of yesterday. His name is Alex Perlman. And uh, he'll be at Helium in September. Uh, is he here in the studio? Yes, sir. What's he doing in town? He's from here. Yeah, no he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah he right. is a local guy. As a matter of fact, like he is so far in the future in Helium, I don't even think he's on the calendar yet. <laughs> he's not right. on their I website. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll have him by this morning, and uh, we'll get in a nice chat today yeah. on this Wednesday morning. Secret text word. Uh, I haven't even looked yet. Let me see what we have. It's here. amazing. Uh, Casey says it's amazing, and he's right. We have a pair of tickets uh, as MMR rocks Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. The Restless Leg Tour, Thursday, December 14th at the Met in Philadelphia. So that is ready for you to uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, enter. You can text the word secret to 39333. I want to kiss you. We will send a... Uh, <laughs> We'll send a word back to you, and we'll ask you to call him later. Two that words hanging around. Yeah. I don't know what was that all about. I don't know. I just love you. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. All right, text the word "secret" to three nine three three three, and uh, you'll have a chance to win either randomly or by calling in later on. All right, let's take a break. Come back in a second. I got a bunch of stories to share with the entertainment report. Stay put. We'll be back in a moment. In MMR. 
Bear's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop In and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopInAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Stephen Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. To do a stupid <laughs> question, we have a $50 DoorDash gift card. Steve, I'm going to let you pick the topic, all right? All right. Geography or entertainment? Uh, I'm going to go contrary to what you might think I'd go for. I'm going to go with geography. All right, let's do this. In 1959, easy question here for you. Which two territories became U.S. states? Uh-huh. Two territories in 1959 became U.S. states. Which ones were they? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. A lot of celebrity birthdays today. I had to trim the list down a little bit. Uh, It is Wednesday, the 21st of June, and I love this. They were both in our studio on their birthday. Yes. Meredith Baxter and Michael Gross, who played the Keatons, Mr. and Mrs. Keaton on Family Ties, sell the exact, share the exact same birthday. They are both 76 years old. I love this. And And they they were great. They were awesome. We took a family picture with them. Yes, we did. Over on the couch. Yes. It's great. That was so special. I I love them both. The attitude was so cool. They're clearly longtime friends. Yeah. it's just wonderful. Yep. Uh, so that was that was. And wonderful. you brought up the Deadpool reference. We did. We yeah. play, and Meredith was not familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the reference of uh, getting a receiving a Dutch oven from Meredith Baxter Bernie, uh, and I don't know if she knew what to think and uh, thought about it. So. Happy birthday to both of them. They're 76 years old today. Bernie Capel. Another one we had on the show. The Love Boats Dr. Adam Bricker. Who really sexually assaulted every passenger who came on board the ship. That was the the constant reference was him having sex with all the guests. Absolutely. I would think that there would be some kind of a policy against that. <laughs> it was, you would think staff, so. Right? Yet they would stand mm-hmm. at that welcome deck yeah. as everyone would come in picking who they were going to rate. Yep, so uh, Bernie Capel is 90 today, by the way. Uh, we have a whole bunch of people who we've had on the show celebrating birthdays today. Juliette Lewis. Huh. She was really cool. She was here promoting a band that she was in at the time. Yeah. 
Um, and she's with that band. Uh, she's been in everything from uh, Cape Fear to Natural Born Killers. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot great. about that. She's in that. She's Vince Vaughn's uh, girl. She is 50 years old today, so a big birthday for her today. Uh, we have some royalty celebrating a birthday. Prince William is 40. Happy birthday to Prince William. Uh, he is 41. We shall be having little ice cream cups where half is vanilla and half is chocolate. So he turns 41 today. And uh, Casey, I should have said when you had your special haircut the other day that it was the Prince William. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has that. He sure yeah. does. He's got the big bald pattern on But top. I'd rather be anybody but him, so. Uh, you don't like the monarchy? I don't, I don't. I don't care for it, and I don't like how they're celebrated all over this country. Well, you got to do something about it. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, my own personal protest. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, happy 41st to Prince William. <laughs> Ray Davies of the Kinks turns a year older today. This is one of the best, most gritty rock songs ever written. It's got me going. Yeah. And it's just just got a a vibe to it that was unlike anything else at the time. And he and his brother, one of the collection of rock brothers who hate each other's guts. Who will literally get in fistfights. Fistfights on stage. On stage. Yeah. They hate each other. Dave and Ray Davies. What kind of level of hell is that? I don't know. You're stuck with each other. Uh, Ray is uh, 79 years old today, so happy birthday to him. Uh, uh, Lana Wachowski, one of the Wachowskis, uh, director, screenwriter, brought us the, the Matrix and V for Vendetta as well. Did you see that last Matrix? Um, no, I didn't. I, you know, it, it was it, the movie comes across as a movie made by a guy who hates the Matrix movies. He really? Made. Yeah, oh, I didn't man. enjoy it. And Steve, I bet you went in or her, I should say. Yes, uh, went in with high, not high hopes, but like. I don't know, hoping it would be good. Yeah. yeah. It's well, okay. Hoping, hoping to reel back yeah, yeah. from three, which yeah. was just over the top. Much. Uh, one is perfect. It's fantastic. It's, 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 it's the a, one. It's an amazing movie. It was groundbreaking. It still holds up today. You can stop right there. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think you... There is a great sequence, a highway chase in number two that I think is phenomenal. Yes. A couple I mean, of set pieces are great. The thing is, you, you could have stopped after one, yeah. but I did want more. You I know did as I mean? well. And it's I just, didn't know they were going to do that. Yeah, that's too bad, though. But uh, Lana Wachowski is 58 years old today. Joey Kramer, drummer of Aerosmith, is 73. Not really with the band uh, anymore. Was it he or was it they that said... At, at first, it was, at here. first it was them, and then I think he may have come around and gone, you know, it's not worth it. I don't want to be I, here. I'm not 100% sure, but uh, he's a solid drummer. Uh, he celebrates his 73rd birthday uh, today. Happy birthday, Joey Kramer. Big brown, on my nipples. Getting sucked on by all sorts of pimples. All right, here's another rocker. <laughs> Kip Winger. Ah. Singer and bassist of Winger. Which... This song would never make it now. Creepy. She's only 17. <laughs> That's right. She's illegal. Neither, neither would. If you ever go back and listen to the lyrics of Christine 16 from Kiss. Oh, oh my God. 
Or, or uh, uh, you're 16 and you're beautiful, Ringo Starr. What about bunch of getting horny at the kinder care? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. There's a guy on TikTok who breaks down some of the lyrics from these songs. And it's like, because, and it'll, you know, it says he says it slowly so you can hear, yeah, yeah. you know, you know exactly <laughs> yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. And he's like, dear God. I what know. about, um, I know. thank heaven for little girls. Thank yeah. heaven for little girls. <laughs> Marie Chevalier, yeah. yeah. The little, uh, the better. They can fight as hard. Oh, no, 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 no. no. I don't think those were the lyrics. Uh, Kip Winger is 62 today. Nils Lofgren. Yes. Talk about little. Uh, yeah, he's a tiny guy. Yeah, super talented, though. Great guitar player for the E Street Band. Uh, he turned uh, 72 years old today. He's like the, he's the... He's the soloist in the band, as far as guitar goes. He did a solo show at the Colonial Theater in um, in Phoenixville one time, and uh, I was across the street just having a beer at the Iron Hill, and uh, he just walked was walking up and down Bridge Street oh. in Phoenixville, and people were coming up, getting pictures with him. What was uh, his band prior to? Uh, I can't remember. Was it the Nils Lofgren band, or was it? He was he had a career prior to Springsteen. Sure. Um, and uh, Nick, can you do a quick yeah, check on yeah. that? Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't know his history. Uh, um, they were called. Oh, he was in he was in Crazy Horse with Neil. There Young. you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, 70, excuse me, 72nd birthday today. And the last birthday, it's Chris Pratt's birthday today. Uh, Star-Lord. Man, uh, I loved Guardians 3. Uh, can't yeah, wait to see it. Gotta see it's it. Really gotta good. see it. Gotta see it. It's one of those, man, there's like five movies I need to get out and see. I just don't have the time it, right now. It brought me back into the Marvel Universe. The last two that uh, before that were okay. I didn't, you know, I didn't hate them or anything. Any, a good Marvel, I mean, a bad Marvel movie is still pretty good. But I thought Guardians 3 was fantastic, and I thought that trilogy within the MCU is the best overall trilogy. Uh, I, I, you, you state a strong case. I might be in, uh, in agreement with you, Aaron. My wife is not a fan of Chris Pratt, and uh, here's the reason why, and this is how warped her, her sense of uh, whatever is, is uh, she thinks I'm better looking than he is, and she thinks that I could easily be uh, <laughs> Star-Lord or Jurassic Park. What a she's wonderful like, wife. You guys yeah. are made for each other. She's, like, yeah. she's like, I don't get it. She's like, you could easily be that guy. <laughs> That's and I'm so like, nice. Yeah. She doesn't like him because <laughs> you're better she looking. She thinks than I him. should be Star Lord. Essentially, is what she's saying. <laughs> I love yeah. that. You know, that's incredibly sweet. That's great. Isn't that great? It is uh, incredibly sweet. I yeah. love that about Diane. Now, <laughs> the new meme should be: you should have someone who looks at you the way Ka- uh, uh, Casey's wife looks at him. <laughs> oh we need to, we need to get a poster, <laughs> like a full size poster of your face superimposed uh, superimposed on Star Lord. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. she can have that for her bedroom <laughs> yeah. or, or, or yeah. rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he is 44 years old today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, 1959, which two territories became U.S. states? We go to Leo and see if we can get an answer. So we have Leo. No, Leo, not oh, Leon. Okay. Hey, Leo, good morning. Good morning, guys. You, you guys rock. Uh, thanks, buddy. All right, so in 1959, what two territories became U.S. states? Alaska and Hawaii. Correct. <laughs> yeah, hang on. You, sir, just got yourself a $50 DoorDash gift card. You can get saucy with freaking delicious fried chicken tenders. delicious. That's from Tender Shack. Uh, And you can choose two signature seasoning options, dang good seasoned or Nashville hottest fire. Hot diggity dog. And dip them in five incredible sauces. The delivery-only menu is available on DoorDash. All right, so we'll start with this on uh, speaking of the MCU. Uh, yesterday, John of the Majors appeared in court in New York City for a hearing uh, regarding an alleged domestic violence incident that occurred in March. His rumored girlfriend, Megan Good, was holding his hand upon arrival. Uh, according to an eyewitness, they told Entertainment Tonight, uh, while they waited for his name to be called, she tickled the back of his neck and stroked his head. <laughs> 
Uh, she was being very <laughs> affectionate and protective. At one point, she traced her finger along the back of his neck to his ear. That sounds kind of... It's overly... And yeah. Then, and then gently with a light flicking of the tongue. Uh, that's a little... Then a spit string. That's some PDA yeah. at the uh, at the hearing. Oh, which is, you. is interesting. Uh-huh. She leaned into him and said... I want to kiss you. Uh, the source <laughs> added that... <laughs> Wait, that's him talking to each other. Yeah. Do that again. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> that, is, that is a lot of PDA for yeah. a courtroom. Uh, the source out of the case is set to go to trial on August 3rd, by the way. Uh, Treat Williams was laid to rest on Monday during an intimate funeral in Vermont, according to his agent, Barry McPherson, uh, the Everwood actor. Died unexpectedly at the age of 71. It was a motorcycle accident earlier this month. And uh, regarding the ceremony, McPherson said it happened last night. It was beautiful and filled with love. Uh, Williams is survived by his wife, Pam Van Zant and their two children, 31-year-old Gil and 24-year-old Ellie. It's still just a horrible story to think about. Um, this is unexpected. Tom Cruise couldn't help but gush over his friendship with none other than Janet Jackson. Yeah, who knew that? Calling the singer a goddess. Uh, while attending the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 world premiere in Rome on Monday, the Top Gun star said that he spent his day off in May seeing Janet perform live. Uh, he told E.T., that was a moment. Yeah, that was my night off. That was my last break, and I just want to tell you to... Have you guys been friends for a long time? To go see Janet. And he had an in-depth conversation with E.T. How, how long have you been friends? And he said, I'm right there. Yeah, come on. It's Yeah, bro, come on. You're it... going to be my regular orf thing. <laughs> Wait, is that your Saturday? Saturday. orf clap? clap, yeah. Yeah, orf clap. Uh, so, uh, he had said that, uh, it's Janet. She's a legend. What uh, did you, what did you do with your middle tooth? After the actor... We, we thought of you as a god on our home world. After the actor attended Jackson's show last month, the singer took to Instagram to share a picture with Cruz. Uh, in the accompanying caption, uh, she revealed her affectionate nickname for the Oblivion actor. She has a nickname for Tom Cruise. What is it? She said, T, it was so good to see you and nice spending some time together. And when asked about the nickname for him, the 60-year-old uh, told E.T., yeah, she calls me T. It's stupid. Yeah. You're E.T. I know. And he's yeah. T. Yeah, rip off. Uh, she can call me whatever she wants, he said. She's Janet Jackson. She's a goddess. I'm calling you D.H. for dickhead. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait, did somebody in the story say, I'll be right here? Uh, Waiting yeah. for you. No, 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 Richard Marks, one of my favorites. Thanks for bringing that up, Nick. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, a no, line it's... in E.T. I'll be right here. Yeah. Just midsection solar plexus area above your right aorta. Uh, no, he said, I'm right there. I'm right I'm in right there. I'm right there in your butt. <laughs> Wait, well, right. Wow. Uh. Wait a minute. That's where one of your tongues is, exactly. if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. We have three tongues and one's in our butt. If I remember. Just in case. In case yeah. you miss something coming into the mouth. Yeah. But honestly. Before like... you leave the body, let me have one last taste. T isn't that like great of a nick. It's just it's just reduce your name it. Tom down to yeah. T. Yeah. You for, took away two letters. That's as a matter stupid. of fact, you're so lazy that you can't even say a one syllable word. I hate her. Or <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. 
but uh, no, but it's Tom Cruise. I mean, like, who gets away with calling Tom Cruise T? Right, calling T I mean? for now on. All right, yeah. TC though, TC would be cooler, right? Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's TC the was the, the helicopter pilot in Magnum PI. That's right. right. There's only one TC in this world. It's my bro. Is it that one? <laughs> that's that one. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Samuel L. Jackson is speaking out against the ongoing backlash directed at his longtime co-star Brie Larson. I didn't know there was any backlash against Brie Larson. <laughs> I mean, from what I can see, there was an initial Marvel thing when she was promoting the movie, um, but I thought that it died out. Um, in a recent interview of the Rolling Stone, Jackson addressed the criticism aimed at Larson, particularly regarding her portrayal of Captain Marvel in the MCU. Jackson described Larson as an unapologetic feminist and emphasized her strength in the face of adversity. He dismissed the negative options of, quote, incel dudes and Marvel fans who have targeted Larson for expressing her opinions and asserting her feminist views. According to Jackson, Larson's resilience is often underestimated. He praised her for staying true to herself, not allowing the backlash to destroy her. Uh, He highlighted the significance of Brie Larson being a strong woman with her own opinions and acknowledged that not everyone will embrace that. Uh, You know, she's an Oscar winner. She won an Oscar, yeah, for The Room. The Room, yeah, it was really good. Or is it just called Room? A Room, really great performance. It really was. I never saw that. Uh, I, I love her. I, I think she's, um, there's I, something about her. I just really, really dig her style. Yeah. Um, I like to, we loved she, her first. I think she's pretty. Stop it. I really love her. Get away from me. I love her. Boys, boys, boys. Uh-huh. There's more than one hole. Okay. Every time I go in my second one has a tongue, but enough about me. What do you think about the tongue in my butthole? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I'm right. intrigued. Yeah, I got to be honest. <laughs> Unless... Like to know more? <laughs> I'd like to see it. <laughs> Click this to find out more. <laughs> I am E.T. Click this button to find out more about the tongue in my butthole. <laughs> There's more than one hole is what I heard. Uh, yeah. well, all right. uh, the actor shared By the way, for people wondering, that's the tongue that's sticking out. It's uh, not the yeah, disgusting. Yeah, don't be gross. Yeah, it's, it's how we, you re-eat what you've already eaten. Uh, the actor also shared how he and Larson developed a strong bond while working together on the film Kong Skull Island. Uh, despite the challenging experience, they became great friends and supported oh. each other during difficult times. So they're really, really tight. Apparently. Yeah, I bet you they ran a lot of lines during that movie. Uh, when Larson was ah! was <laughs> offered the role of Captain Marvel, she sought Jackson's advice. He enthusiastically encouraged her to join the MCU, emphasizing the importance of her presence and representation. So Kong was before Captain Marvel? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sialon came before yeah. Kong. Sialon, right. Kong, Kong, Kong. Yeah, that was Which the, was the sequel. sequel. Yeah. yeah. It's what um, the natives are singing. Kong Kong. Uh, Jackson and Larson are set to reunite in the upcoming film, The Marvels, and the movie will bring together the characters Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. Uh, Jackson will reprise his role as Nick Fury. Today is Secret Evasion, right? Right. So yeah. if you're speaking of that movie, if you watch the trailer for that movie coming up, what what is it? I didn't hear. Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Okay. So, uh, you know, there's these, uh, the, the uh, Skrull can pass as any. Entity, yeah, and so you see Nick Fury in space, right? And there's a perception that's maybe where he's been all along. Yeah, so uh, we shall see. Uh, you guys remember the um, pop singer Kesha? Yes, of course. This is a really weird story. She's opening up about her near fatal health issue that she experienced after freezing her eggs. Oh, yeah, and I never, I never knew heard. that that could be a dangerous procedure. So. Uh, she revealed in an interview that she almost died in January, weeks after undergoing medical treatment to freeze her eggs. We assume they take them out of you, right? That's what I assume. And and she didn't give any specifics. But uh, the article notes that she did share 
More details off the record that it was an uncommon yet serious complication from the fertility procedure. Huh. Uh, she spent nine days hospitalized in Miami as a result. She said, I finally feel recovered, uh, but it took a couple of months. Is this her? Yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about this. I leave brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. There's a little bit of uh, Bill Cosby in there. Yeah. I wonder if it was... Um, like, if, I mean, any type of procedure an infection can form. So I wonder if it was something like that. Maybe. That then, you know, mm. raged out of control. How about a glass of wine and uh, let's see if we can defrost those eggs. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Uh, she said, I finally feel recovered, but it took a couple of months. It was horrifying. The singer also said that she had been hesitant to discuss the health issues publicly uh, for fear that it would be interpreted as a broader statement on pregnancy or reproductive agencies. She said, I was just taking my reproductive health into my own hands, and I stand by everyone doing that and honoring your body. You remember Kesha was the one that tried to get a hug off of uh, Jerry Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, thanks. Thanks. That was her. That's when he's going, no thanks. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't think so. You got that over there, Case? I do not. I don't don't know. Here, let me check. By the way, I use that tone of voice and that no thank you all of the time. No, thank you. No, thank you. All the time. Really? Yes. It's Give me a scenario like, when you would use well, that. Well, it's mainly with Jace, uh, okay. and he's asking oh. for something. I go, no, no, that's okay. No, thank you. Mm. No. Because you open up to the magazine about getting diagnosed with an autoimmune condition called Common Variable Immunodeficiency, or CVID, which puts her at higher risk of recurrent, potentially serious infections, Kathy, okay. so maybe that's part of it. Uh, she no, elaborated on uh, why she hasn't shared her CVID diagnosis publicly until now and said, I just never wanted to be whiny, privileged girl. And also, my image had been that of going out and having fun. No, thanks. <laughs> That's Jerry Seinfeld. No, thanks. We have the whole no, thing right here. It's hard to just sleep when okay. you're tired because people are tired most of the time. Hey, gosh, I love you so much. Oh, thanks. Can I give you a hug? No, thanks. Please? No, thanks. <laughs> a little one. Yeah, no, thanks. Oh. <laughs> I don't know who that was. Yeah, that was Kesha. Okay. Well, I wish you the best. No thanks. No thanks. No thank you. No thanks. Um, <laughs> Ever Levine and t- let's stay with the pop princesses for a moment here. Uh, Ever no, Levine. She's an alt princess. Princess. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. How, how did I ever mistake <laughs> myself here? Uh, no. She and Tyga. Tyga have called it quits. How can this be? They were meant for each other on their relationship. The 38 year old singer and the 33 year old rapper recently broke up after three months of dating. So it was a quickie. Where's Tyga playing these days? That he's he's some. I would say his star has descended in the rap world. I mean, Casey, your your kids are more uh, into Tiger never nothing, ever, ever nothing. answers our uh, car stereos ever. Uh, sources say Levine and Tiger split a couple of weeks ago. The decision was reportedly mutual, and the pair remain on good terms. Which means they hate each other's guts, and they will never talk again. They were first linked in February after they were spotted at dinner in Nobu in Los Angeles. Is uh, there a yes, boo? Uh, <laughs> Everyone talks about the Nobu. There Nick, you've been to, to Nobu, be. right? I have, yeah. Yes. Is it worth the uh, all the uh, the hubbub? It was a great dinner. Yeah. I mean, I you know, it's an experience. I don't need to get back. Yeah. Um, but the one time going was it was really cool. I enjoyed it. Uh, news broke two days later that Levine and her fiance Mod Son had ended their relationship. <laughs> Tiger and Mod Son. Yeah. Levine was previously married to Chad Kroger and Derek Wilby. Uh, at, at the same time, Wibley and. Wibley? <laughs> Uh, Tyga was married to Jordan Craig, and Tyga also previously dated Black China and Kylie Jenner. You remember that uh, that Wibley um, almost literally drank himself to yeah. death. Yep. yep, he had a real alcohol problem. He, he got it got it together though. 
Uh, speaking of getting it together, um, Robert Downey Jr. told Dak Shepard on Monday's episode of the Armchair Expert podcast that going to prison in 1999 was, quote, the worst thing that happened to me. Uh, he was initially sentenced to three years at the California Substance Abuse Treatment Facility in state prison after missing court-ordered drug testing related to a 1996, co- 1996 cocaine possession charge. And he ended up only spending a year in prison and was released in 2000. And describing his time there, he said, you could just feel the evil in the air. And that was no trouble at all because it was kind of like just being in a really, really bad neighborhood. Um, There was no opportunity there. There were only threats. Uh, And he added that the experience was like being sent to a distant planet where there is no way home until the planets align. I saw footage of him. So Mel Gibson interceded on his behalf and helped get him back on the right track. And then uh, there was some point, I don't know how old this video is, Preston, but it's Robert Downey Jr. talking about Mel Gibson, who's, they were both on stage, and he's basically saying, and now it's my turn to return the favor. (laughs) Basically saying, you've gotten some bad uh, press. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Wendy Cummings took to Instagram on Tuesday to announce that she's expecting her first child. What? Yeah, what? The, acu- what? <laughs> the accused actress <laughs> what? showed photos of herself in a bikini playing with her dog in a pool. And uh, it said, in these pics, I am with child and there's a baby in me, too. Uh, she said, human pup coming December. All your dates in 2023 still happening. I just may fall over a couple of times. Do we know the daddy? I don't know anything about Whitney Cummings and what relationship she is in. I know nothing of that. We had her on the show uh, a while ago when she was coming to town to perform. She spent a ton of time in the area. Yeah, she went to Penn. She went to Penn and had some great stories. Yep. Uh, Let's see, just a couple other quick things. Uh, People report that Elizabeth Chambers and uh, actor Army Hammer have reached an agreement to settle their divorce three years after Chambers first filed in 2020. It's hard to believe it. It doesn't feel like it's been 23 years. Yes, it's crazy. Court documents state that the parties have entered into a written agreement regarding their property and their marriage and domestic partnership rights, including support, the original of which can be or has been submitted to the court. What? What the hell is that? I don't know. The pair were married for 10 years. Uh, The actor has been accused of rape. Is there uh, some of the... uh, (laughs) It's legally uh, easier. uh, You know, just improv that you have been known, uh, been come to known as. So... uh, I rest my case. Have you watched the... um, the documentary about Army Hammer and the family? Oh, oh, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Weird. Uh, so there are other serious allegations as well. But they are, they're they're done. Their divorce fair apparently is uh, finalized. Uh, and then let's see. One last thing. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, page six reports that Tori Spelling was spotted wearing a T-shirt that read, Boys Lie. <gasps> On Monday, as her husband of 17 years, Dean McDermott, was moving boxes out of their home and into a storage unit. Yeah. So she's been uh, she's been hurt. Yeah. This comes just uh, days after McDermott shared that uh, and shared and later deleted the announcement on social media that the pair were divorcing. So she's not happy. She's making a statement. I think. Boys right. lie. We are ready for some collapse. Uh, the Stroll is film about the lives of transgender sex workers in New York during the 80s and 90s. And in this clip, trans director Kristen Lovell 
talks about the pitfalls of previous films about the trans community. So here is the clip. When these filmmakers would come into our communities and tell these stories, it was always the most bleak, dire stories ever imagined. Bleak, as if we couldn't help ourselves out of those situations. Taking the narrative ourselves because they're forgetting the joy, the happiness, the things that we do in order to survive in a world that constantly throws us out. It was important to pick up the camera and make sure that we do. <laughs> Sounds like one of the Kardashians. Very much so. The yeah. same delivery. The the vocal yeah. cry. Uh, the Stroll premieres today on HBO. Here's the next clip. The Perfect Find is an upcoming romantic comedy about a forbidden love that could spell disaster for a fashion writer's career comeback. And in this clip, actress Gabrielle Union talks about what the film has to say about dating in your 40s. What do women of a certain age, what are we even allowed to, to desire? And sometimes, like, people think that we forget. Like, we, 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 we forget what it is to be a woman. We forget what desire is and passion is. And so a lot of people don't look at us as options. But we, baby, I'm here to tell you, we've got options. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> uh, the Perfect Find streams on Netflix on Friday. Fred Sanford can level anyone, can he? Yes, and he can. that is the last story in the Entertainment Report for you this morning. Casey's handing me something. It looks like, oh, pair of passes to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, if you would like to go, the show is Wednesday the 28th, so next Wednesday, one week from today at 7 p.m. at the AMC Neshamini. And then the film hits theaters Friday, June 30th. So I tell you what, we'll take um, colors 8, 9, and 10. At 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you those movie passes, all right? 8, 9, and 10, we will set you up. All right, with that, we're going to take a quick break. Come back in a moment. Comedian Alex uh, Perlman will be on the show, and Flyers president Keith Jones is going to be in our studio, and he's bringing the brand-new uniforms with him as well. Can't wait to see him. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our guest is in the studio. Last time we spoke to him, it was uh, freshly after. He was, uh, well, not freshly after, but shortly after. He was fairly fresh. Resident of hockey operations for the Philadelphia Flyers. And now, here, live in our studio, is Mr. Keith Jones. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. Great to see everybody. Great to be in here for the first time. It's a pretty fancy studio. Oh, thank yeah. you, sir. A lot of moving parts here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We do have a big operation. And we wanted it to be a radio studio and not like a someone's living room. You yeah, know? that's yeah. kind of a nice touch. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. I like it. I, to be honest, I was expecting you in a three-piece three piece suit this morning. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the president, you know, lives and breathes in outfits like yeah. that. But uh, I do like this uh, little zip-up uh, flyers uh, It's pretty sharp, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's, awesome. it's that burnt orange. We got yeah. it last night. And, uh, oh, the I official think I'm gonna, color? I, yeah, I think I'm going to wear it quite often. I actually. dig it's, it. It's yeah. really, uh, really a comfortable shirt, but the color is pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, it does have a, a little richer flavor to it, it looks like now. Okay, so I, yeah. was at, I saw Danny Briere at Whole Foods, and uh, he was... <laughs> Also wearing Flyers gear, and I was actually a little surprised that he wasn't like a little more undercover. But is this like a thing? Are you being told that you have to wear it out? No, no one's telling okay. us, but it's pretty comfortable. <laughs> yeah, and it, and why you know, not? it looks kind of nice, and that's that's who we are. We're the we're the Flyers, and we want to make sure that we're back on the map and being talked about. And Absolutely. The, the thing about a color change uh, is that it is not an overnight decision. 
Uh, you know, I found this out with the Eagles and the Kelly Green and all that, that, like, I mean, this is probably a few years in the making, is it not? Yeah, I, I would say so. Again, you know, I'm arriving new on it, yeah. so I wasn't on the original planning of this, but I think it's a great idea. It is. Uh, it does kind of tie back into our history, which is great, um, but it also gives us the, you know, the idea that we need to move forward as well, but pay homage to the people that have done so much for us in the past. Keith, you touched on something that a lot of people don't consider when it comes to merchandise. Comfort, yes. Okay. So I've and and we have stressed to our own company here: get comfortable t-shirts. Try brand out loud. Try brand. Try brand. The super soft stuff. People will pay extra money. For they will. I'm telling you. And then they'll actually wear it. By the way, some of the best swag I've ever gotten is flyers-related stuff. Yes. Comfortable. Good. Uh, we still talk about to this day. We at one point received complimentary Phillies underwear. It's the greatest underwear ever made. I would love it's a the greatest underwear ever made. They we, talk about the underwear all the time. I've had I've had my one single yeah, pair. I still have my pair. How, how long? The eight nine years. I, I pull it out like, like the shroud of Turin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. It's, so we, it's we super approve. Soft. Yeah, uh, but Jonesy, I got to tell you. So um, I did not grow up a, a hockey fan. My parents were not into it. Uh, my son has made us a hockey fan. His yeah. dad also not really a hockey fan. We went to Flyers game uh, this past season. We've got the merchandise. We're buying everything. He, we, we, I just got the email this morning from the middle school hockey team. He signed up for hockey, and I'm like, I can't believe we're a hockey family now. <laughs> yeah, that's and he's making us this hockey family. Yeah, it's it's pretty common. It is something that um, is really important you know for people to play play the game get to know the game the parents start to enjoy the game the neighbors start to follow the kid that plays and then you've got a bunch of fans from the same neighborhood that are enjoying flyer hockey that's the key i mean that's something that mr snyder did so well in this community uh was the startup rinks the the ability to offer it to people to who have never played before and that's that's one way that we can gain i know more fans in this marketplace and really Around the U.S. I mean, it's been a major thing. You look at some of the warm places now that are doing well, like Vegas winning the Stanley Cup. Which There's sucks. Pop-up ring. It does. Which yeah. sucks. And I had to that watch ain't... it up close. It I really remember yeah. I've seen footage of their 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 uh, garbage cans melting on the street. It was so damn hot. And I'm like, how the hell are they winning hockey? I know. Yeah, I had to go from Florida to Vegas, yeah. back to Florida. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. That no. part was fine. Right, right. The hockey wasn't enjoyable. Hey, you talk about, you know, uh, kids coming up and learning the sport. When you were kid what what was that like because it can be uh very overwhelming the amount of time that's spent when when that when the ice time is available and the the amount of money you have to pay for equipment and stuff like that so so i grew up with the luxury of having outdoor rinks right uh, so where i went to school my public school had a tennis court that in the winter was turned into a, an arena uh, the, the parents would put up boards there would be someone that would flood the rink you wow. know one of the kids fathers in the neighborhood or mothers and then you would skate on that. We actually had lights. I'm, I'm like, this is, we're talking 1974. Mm-hmm. And there was lights where we could play. And I played forever. Yeah. And then you could skate home because the street was covered in ice. <laughs> like, it was, a, it was so just, cool. that was Crazy. such a, you know, it was such a benefit to be able to do that. And I started, I, I was so young when I learned how to skate. I don't remember learning how to skate. Well, wow. in my almost 48 years living in this area, 
that has only happened here one time where you could skate out on the street. Where you could skate out on the street, and that was like in the Nin- late nineties, yeah, something like that. that. That that's <sighs> the only time I can remember that that was even possible. I would I would love to. I, I we've talked mm-hmm. about this many times on the show. I have the ankles of James Con in misery, so I, <laughs> I can't. I, you know, I'm, some would say <laughs> I did as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's like it, it looks. It, it's such a great sport just for people who are drawn to it on that. On on the matter of the of the of the color and the importance of a rebrand, um, you know, there's something about it psychologically that does make a difference. And and uh, in your estimation, how prominent is that move in the whole zeitgeist of the Flyers? Yeah, it really works for where we're at right now. Yeah, you know, we are rebuilding. I mean, we have a lot of work to do, and there's been things that have not been done properly here. We want to correct those. We want to you know execute on what our plan is. And this kind of ties in nicely with it, kind right. of a fresh start as far as that goes. Um, we're asking people to be patient, but we want them to be comfortable. So where are our gear while we get back on track? Damn right. <laughs> I'm a lifelong fan, Keith. I, I was lucky enough to go to the Stanley Cup Finals in 1987 with my dad. I remember the spectrum vividly. And um, it, it's it's an interesting time to be a Flyers fan because I have a lot of high hopes for you and a lot of high hopes for Briere. Uh, Torts seems to get it, gets the culture, gets the team. When you come in with this role and, and you're talking with Danny Breyer, Danny Breyer, and you look at them, there are a few successes over the last few years, but not, not making the playoffs is obviously a failure. Mm-hmm. So what is your mindset? Do you look at it and say, I want to blow this whole thing up, or here are four or five parts that I can take into the next season and know that they're going to be six? How do you look yeah. at, at, the, at a big picture and, and figure out what I want to get rid of and what I want to keep? Yeah, it's more about the four or five things. It's not like you have to blow this thing up. And I think Danny was pretty clear on that. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a plan. I mean, there's, there's things that we can do to get ourselves back in the conversation. And then when we get there, we want to be there for a long time. So in order to do that, we can't take any shortcuts. Mm-hmm. But we have some very good pieces in place. You mentioned John Tortorella. The things that he did last year to get this thing started in the right direction, to have the team play with a lot more pride, with a lot more energy, with a lot more attitude. And accountability. And accountability being the key thing. That's been established now, and now that will continue to grow. We know which players can play under that system, and we want to find more parts for him to be able to implement the way his coaching style to bring success. And I think that's going to happen, but it is going to take some time to make some of those adjustments. Yeah, it's, I think it's pretty rare that there's any sort of regime changes, whether it be a coach, GM, or president, when an organization is in good condition. Correct. So, uh, you know, the Flyers are, at the end of the last season, we're in uh, terrible shape. And uh, and they they changed everything right. So because of the uh, and, and, and I hate to be so um, blunt with this, but because of the bleak future that the organization was in, um, was that did that scare you off or did that no? It or attracted. did you it attracted yeah, you? It attracted me. That the timing was right, and I was equally as frustrated as the fans mm-hmm. because when you're covering the team and you're doing the games, you're living and dying by that. You you have a very good broadcast when your team wins. Yeah, your broadcast is no good when your team loses. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean that's that's you got a, a vested interest. It is. Yeah. You know, for for JJ and myself to be doing the games and. You know Timmy Saunders and Coetzee last year. Those are that's very difficult. You you take every loss home with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know I had an escape because I was doing the national stuff for the guys that are just doing local. That's painful. Yeah, uh, we want to make that better for them. Give them more stories to talk about, more positives to build on, and win. Uh, and that winning part is going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. What um 
in the locker room. Uh, you guys call it a dressing room, though, don't you? Yeah, I like locker room, though. Yeah, yeah I'm more, I guess I've been here. Sounds like the stage. Yeah. Is, yeah. Have you ever considered bordello? <laughs> That's uh, uh, yeah. been considered, but not going to be recommended. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of pride, and I think that pride starts early on in these guys' uh, um, careers and stuff. So, you know, getting out onto the ice, uh, I don't think these guys lack pride for right. themselves, for their team, or, or whatever, but... Um, there's an intersection of pride and uh, ability. Yep. And and so sometimes, you know, all the pride in the world can't beat the ability on the other side. Correct. You know yeah, what I mean? No, I would agree with that. And that's those. That's what we need to address. We need talent. Yeah. You know, we have yeah. some. We need more. Mm. And to win, you need a lot of it. Yeah. Um, it changes every year, the team that wins. And I've, I've had the benefit of watching... You know, up close to Stanley Cup final for the last, I don't know, 16 or 17 years. I was right there at ice level this year to watch yeah. what Vegas did. This year was a little bit of a throwback type season where a big team, you know, won. Yeah. Big blue lines win. You yeah. know, there's, a, there's an old saying that mass kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it does. Yeah. And this year it, it proved to be true. But you need a combination of a, a lot of different elements. But yeah. the blue line really matters in our game. Well, huh. it was an interesting season because, you know, Vegas had a really good regular season. And uh, Florida barely made it into the playoffs. And then Florida had this incredible run to make it to the finals. Played well in the finals. Uh, Kachuk played out of his gourd, which was fun to watch as a hockey fan. But it also gives Flyers fans hope because you know that if... If you can make it to the playoffs, sometimes everything clicks. You get a good goalie like Florida. You know, Bobrovsky mm-hmm. was just unbelievable this this postseason. So when you're when you're covering the postseason and watching these elite teams do as well as they're doing, uh, where does the president mind kick in versus the broadcaster mind? So my mind would be: we want to do it and do it often. Vegas is going to do it again. Yeah, Vegas has been doing it since they end. They did miss the playoffs last year, which was a bit of a fluke. Florida did it by getting in, really, in the last game of the year. Pittsburgh choked the last two games. I don't know that that's sustainable for Florida. I'd rather be like Vegas. I want to get to a point where we are going to be in the mix, Mm -hmm. you know, for consecutive seasons. We want to build that and then eventually get there. Um, I think there's less likely that Florida does that. Uh, we have their first round draft pick next year, so let's hope they don't do it. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> yeah, that'd yeah. be a good thing. That I would think be cool. the, the the whole country they were pulling for Vegas because you know we just felt so bad because that organization never had a Stanley Cup in their long history, six year history, six year history. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, but by the way, like, by the way, their garbage cans melt. Uh, yes, they do. Remember that. Yeah. Yes, they do. That's not where you win hockey. There's a lot of things yeah. melting. Today. Yeah, yeah. We don't want that. Uh, is is the goal of all this to get an invite to Bernie Perrant's fishing boat? Yeah, yes, it is. And that's not easy yeah, to get yeah. to. Uh, that guy is a beautiful man, as he tells everybody. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, we we love Bernie. Yeah. Well, speaking of hockey legends, um, and I think Marissa just sent over this audio, Preston. But Wayne Gretzky had some really nice things about you, and oh, really? you guys have worked together for a while, which is really yeah. cool. But it's still the great one saying nice things about you, and and we should play the audio, and then I want to get your reaction to it. When was when was it? It was at the end of the Stanley Cup Finals, at the end of the season, and um and Gretzky t- paused the broadcast because he wanted to say nice things about Jonesy, which I All thought right. was really sweet. I got it right here. Here we go. But listen, I wanted to say. To Jonesy, good luck to you, man. We're, we're all going to 
miss you, and uh, we know you're going to do a great job in Philadelphia. And I know Mr. Snyder's looking down, and he knows you got the right guy to do that job. Good luck to you, Jonesy. Wow. That's so be. that's the first time I heard that I left. the uh, As soon as the game ended, I left because I wasn't doing the interviews of all the players that just won the Stanley Cup. It would have made me sick. So, um, <laughs> so that's, just the first, that's the first time I heard it. Um, it's it's incredible. You know, he is a very good friend. He was a very good friend of Mr. Snyder. They were neighbors. He no almost kidding. came to Philadelphia. Oh. He almost oh, came oh, to oh, play oh, for oh, the Flyers. Are you serious? Yeah, oh. when he ended up going to New York, he's told me the story uh, many times. He was... Um, he thought he was coming to Philadelphia. Oh, that, yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. But they became great friends. He's, you know, very involved in a lot of charities. Um, he loves the Flyers. It's is it just, possible to get his stud services? Exactly. <laughs> that is not, yeah, that's exactly. I'm in the horse racing business, so I know what you're saying. <laughs> Often wondered that. So, so that would have been during your playing time. You could have played with him. Yeah, that, that's true. That's exactly right. Yeah, no, I, I, was, I wasn't here at that time okay. in Philly. I was in Colorado. But, yeah, there's no question that. And he holds our team and our franchise in high esteem. Uh-huh. And he wants us to get back to being an important franchise. And so does, really, we are a very important franchise for our league. Yeah. And it's something that we have to take very seriously. Yeah, the Flyers not in the postseason just doesn't make sense to me at all. Um, like, it just, it, it's it's not right. I, like, I know what you're saying. I, yeah. I, I've, I've made the point. I mean, so I'm from New York, and I remember I, I one of my favorite delicatessens to go to, this is in New York, was laid out in flyers yeah it tra- the team transcends my brothers-in-laws who are all up in new york love the flyers so that's to that point it is this thing that that translates across if we you know and obviously you know you have your modus operandi you know sure. where you're going but to restore that would be just amazing. It's one of the greatest feelings I had when I arrived in Philadelphia. I was so amazed that I was being traded here. And I talked to Bobby Clark on the phone from Colorado. And he's like, you know, we play Florida. I remember the conversation. We play Florida tonight. We don't need you for that one. We play the Devils tomorrow night. Make sure you get it. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I'll be there. And I remember landing and looking at the city. I landed at night. It was like a Friday night. And I'm looking over the city as I'm coming in. I'm going, I wonder what this is going to go like. Yeah. And, you know, here I am today because of those wow. guys. It's crazy. I grew up in uh, St. Louis, so I'm a lifelong blues fan. But me and my best friend Steve, our second favorite team were the Flyers. And do you want to know why I think it is? The orange uniforms. <laughs> I don't know why, but I think it is. And uh, and we have brand new uniforms, actually, that uh, that Keith brought in this morning. And the, and the Blues have so much to do with the identity that the Flyers, you know, had. The toughness. They learned yeah. that from St. Louis. It was the, the Blues that beat them up early on. And Mr. Snyder said, this isn't going to happen again. Wow. Right? wow. And that's, yeah. that's really where the Broad Street Bullies started. Now, wow. The game's different today. It's yes. much yeah. more difficult to have that complete style of play but you can you can have players that perform you know with grit and toughness combined with skill yes. and, and have a very good team so. I, have, I have two hockey stories that involve preston that, that always make me smile the, the first is in 2010 when we got to go down to um the finals and be in that atmosphere and that was a surprising team we, we didn't expect them to make the finals they made the playoffs on the last day of the season mm-hmm. um and being in that environment and I, I remember just looking at you and and seeing the smile and looking around and seeing so cool. philadelphia embrace the flyers yep. and then the second is when you got to go back to your hometown in 2019 and see the the parade for the blues mm-hmm. and like that's that's a cool thing that as a flyers fan i'm a bit jealous of you know but we know that flyers fans will embrace this team 
when they start performing. And well. mind you, that team went from worst to first. Yeah. In that season, it was really weird. They, so things can flip around. That team beat the Flyers yeah. on January third, and that's when their season turned around. And yeah. they were singing their song down at one yeah. of the bars. Uh, yeah, yeah, Gloria. Yeah. Gloria. Yeah. 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 And that's that was right. Craig Berube that coaches that team still to this day, the former Flyer coach and obviously player and teammate of mine. I, I spent that final with him, and it's the only time that I had gone down to a locker room after the cup was presented because he's one of my best friends. Nice. So that was a pretty cool thing to see. But it's something that we want to yes we want to reenact it here, and he can come down and visit me. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we need to do. Let me tell you the wonderful aspect. Uh, I'm a big Halloween guy, so the orange color is, is a win-win. Yeah, uh, and uh, it, the burnt orange I like as well because that actually works even better for horror because mm-hmm. it suggests a catastrophe of some something set it on fire, which is great. But uh, the, all of that stuff combined with gritty and all the how, how yeah. comprehensive is this? rebrand going to be? Will Gritty now be an aristocrat? <laughs> nah, that's, a, that's a great question. With a yeah. monocle. Gritty's kind of everywhere, as, as you guys know. Right. It's been a really important part, you know, of getting the messaging out. But oh, the, and he was the, excoriated when the second yeah. day. I, was day saying, I remember yeah. the day it you came remember? out. I remember when the news came out and everyone looked at me. I was at NBC at the yeah. time and they're like, what is this? Yes. <laughs> and then it turned around. Yeah. Like a rocket. And yeah. then and, and now we just we need the team to become more important than him. Than gritty. You know, that's that's, <laughs> yeah. that's really that's true. what it becomes. Yeah. So no. it's a fine line. Yeah, no, but it's it's a great all the way around. So uh, we know you got to get out of here. So we'll wrap things up. But thank you for bringing by the new uh, uh, the new design on the uh, pretty sharp. Uh, yeah, they, they, look great. Are, on, they, on the they hit it. Yeah. Uh, the, the the numbers are going to be more prevalent on the sleeve. It'd be easier to identify. For JJ, and... he'll be happy about that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, it's hard he's, to do. You know, he's yeah. getting up there now. Yes, he is. <laughs> he, he's not shy to complain. Believe me. Uh, There's only so much a seeing eye dog can tell you. <laughs> Correct. But we're we're stoked about the uh, the retooling and the in management and you being president and, and obviously uh, Danny as uh, as GM and and we're hoping for great things. Yeah, so. we are as well. We'll we talk to you through well. the season. I'm Thank sure. You. Yes. Excellent. Great Thank to you. be here. Thank, Thank you. you, Keith Jones, guys, president. There's this music. Yes, president of the Flyers. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. We oh, we're going live on Fox Good Day when we return. So stay with us. Bizarre file coming up too. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space? Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less app holes. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We got a couple of minutes to play with before we go live on Fox Good Day, which is a Wednesday thing that we do. I'll take you take this moment to remind you we do have a secret text word. Uh, today we have your chance to win a pair of tickets. Oh, we have a pair. <laughs> I turned that up. I thought they wouldn't be on yet, but uh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, they have a ch- we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets as MMR Rocks, Tina Fey, and Amy Poehler. Uh, the rest of this leg tour, which is going to be Thursday, December 14th. Uh, by the way, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Nice. If you want to win, win them ahead of time, text the word SECRET to 39333. We'll send that word back to you, see if you win uh, in a little bit. We'll grab a random text or two. Um, and something I forgot to do, I should have done a little while back because uh, Marissa took the bouquet away. But we had this lovely bouquet of flowers that we got like over a week ago. They've been sitting here. Where did they come from? Uh, they came from uh, Polite's Florist. And they sent over this beautiful uh, bouquet, which I think spruced up the joint a little bit. It looked great. Oh. Now I miss it. I think the, it's the Politees. Okay. On, um, I might be mispronouncing I, it, but I think we said it and then people said that. <laughs> I think we said Polites and we all agreed that that's how it was pronounced. And then I believe people said, actually, it's Politees, but okay. I could be wrong. Well, I think it's, it, okay, now I may be wrong. Is this how you spell Polites? P-O-L-I-T-E-S? Yes. All right, let's, uh, let's just listen Is to... Is Polites even a word? I don't know. I don't know. Let's listen to the commercial real quick. 30 seconds. Hi, Helena Pilates here. Fourth generation. Okay, Okay. Uh, so anyhow, uh, they said that uh, they have been a big fan since the Y100 days. Thanks for being the best part of our mornings. Uh, Sincerely, Helena, who we just heard there. Nice. uh, And the uh, Pilates uh, florist team. So, sorry, I butchered your name. And uh, thank you so much. That was really nice. Uh, flowers are lovely, aren't they? They yes, will spruce up any. Look at yeah. Kathy. She's got a garden over here on her <laughs> side of the I just console. cut the hydrangea, some hydrangea down mm. and put them inside. They That's smell nice? Pretty. Brought them inside? Yes. Is that nice? Put them in vases. I did centerpieces. I'm going to have to show you guys. We have a, a vegetable garden going on at our house. And it's As a centerpiece? so cool to watch. No, but I mean, just growing stuff in it general. It is cool. Uh, so we're growing cucumbers. Oh. And they, they start off. A little bitty thing. Yeah. Itty bitty, tiny little fully formed cucumbers. But I mean, they're like less than an inch long. And then whoopa. It's adorable. And we have uh, cabbage and beans and tomatoes and some herbs. What well. uh, kind of seeds are you using? Using the, uh, what Burpees? is it, burpees? Uh, n- well, yeah, I think yeah. for the, well, no, the beans my dad brought from Kentucky because he's been oh, growing cool. those for years. Uh, the tomatoes were already the preliminary plant, so they had already started growing. Uh, we have two minutes left, Marissa. Is that what that is? All right. Uh, and then uh, I think the cucumbers were burp- burpee seeds, and uh, but the um, we went to this place called Ots nearby. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I and love Ots. It's right around the corner from where I live. And uh, and we had the already the uh, the cabbage already starting to grow the preliminary. It plant. is cool to, yeah. to have that stuff move along. And, and uh, I remember we in school we would grow things, They'd, you know, to show yeah. us how that would oh. happen. And I also want to mention, um, oh, my God. I'm what is it? What is it? You can name. do it. 
I, it's the the name of the uh, the place that had Branchy, the tree. <laughs> oh, the the, the, the tree, uh, Christmas tree. Nick, right. look yes. it up. Um, it was oh in my, Westchester, it's not, right? No, 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 no. It's right. Oh. It's in my area. Oh, Branchy. It's why do I not County Line? County Line. Uh, and they, I stopped by there, and the girl who sent the email about Branchy uh, at, was <laughs> there, <laughs> and she was just like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you're here." I'm like, "I've been here a bunch of times, but I've never run into her," and she was so excited. Branchy was a great uh, and and loves the. The, uh, loves the uh, uh, the President and Steve shows. Yeah, so it's County Line Nursery, okay. and uh, they're on uh, on uh, Route seventy three. No, one thirteen. I'm sorry. God, I'm all over the freaking place it's today. Okay. I think it was Natalie was her name. She was super duper sweet. Uh, and I was buying my tomato cakes. Branchy. <laughs> Branchy, Branchy's a great story. The Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, so, but it was it was great, and uh, I'm loving growing stuff. It's a lot of fun. You're like a farmer now. Yeah. You become the, an agrarian lifestyle. How about that? All right. So we got about. Oh, you said folks. I you said, said folks. I said almost fox. Fox. Good day. And I think we might be bringing up the topic today. All I'm right. not sure. We don't know what the hell is going on. We'll find out. If we don't have a slap back, oh, we'll be happy. We'll hear music any moment, and here it comes. All right, let's get to Preston yep. and Steve and their annoying coworkers. <laughs> yeah. And their coworkers. Yes. <laughs> annoying. Hi, Preston. Hi, Steve. How are you? Nice to see you guys. Let's be honest with each other. What pet peeves do you have with Kathy? Oh. <sighs> wow. Um... Kathy's pet peeves. She just, you know, Thanks, she's very gassy. That's. No, I was going to no, say the smell. Real. I wasn't going to be specific, well, but they're yeah. not going to say anything. That's that's the problem here. Nobody wants to address anything. The, the, well, there's what there's. Well, you know what we. Well, and also I'm perfect. So that's it. Yeah, yeah she's been told. <laughs> what would you think? What would you say you think we find annoying about you? Let's take it from that angle. I Ooh. mean, I think I can yeah, be. I can be moody move. sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, but so can other people in the room. So, but I think maybe that's it. Ooh. Like. My, because sometimes I'll even catch myself. I'm like, I'm being moody, and they didn't do anything. So reel it back in. All right, uh, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Okay. What about you guys? Uh, who, who? I can I can be moody. <laughs> you moody? No. Wow. <laughs> but usually you can tell what mood I'm in by. Two minutes past five o'clock in the morning <laughs> when we meet. Yes, right. I, I know what kind of day it's going to be, and it doesn't always last. No, throughout the entire you know right. duration of the work day. Okay, well let's get back to Preston. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, do you openly talk about your pet peeves? Uh, no, not no. our pet peeves, but we can openly uh, talk about each other behind that other person's back when <laughs> yeah. they're not in the room. <laughs> Said that's it not in the a beginning. You guys are no. This that's the problem yeah. here. Nobody will say anything to anyone. Just wait. wait for them to leave the room and then say it. You got to pick the hill you're going to die on. You know. But <laughs> the best part about yeah. it is, I think that we know that we talk about each other behind our backs, and it's whatever. Terrible. You know. Gosh. It's just you know reality. Yeah, you know you know you do it, Alex sure. with Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, I, Mike probably knows Everybody the people you go to when you want to complain about him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well uh, you two have known each other all these years. Yeah. Will you discuss... Oh, Preston, don't do that. It, it really annoys me. 
No. No. <laughs> no. no. There's not much that really annoys me. I wouldn't even say really annoys me. There there are things that are inherent in people that you like and don't like. Yeah. And he has them about me right. and I have them about him. Absolutely. So you're not going to, uh, you know, why... why yeah, as well, long as we understand that. Hey, let's change the dynamic here because we don't want to be number one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> let's screw with it yeah, because exactly. we really need to fix would this. Say, would you say that you two love each other? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. not in a, not not in a broke back way, <laughs> but but in a, right. a a deep way. Uh huh. Yeah. Do you guys love each other? Do you guys love each other? Do you guys love each other in a nine and a half weeks kind of way? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'd like to sit in a, 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 a open refrigerator and eat feed things to Alex. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I fantasize about that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I do love him. Aww. There's no question about Aww. it. Why, why don't you show us now with some PDA? Uh, yeah. Make out. Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. Is that it? We're done? Yeah, I think uh, we're done. Well, we'll make out while you watch oh, this. No. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. We will see you later. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention, I didn't get a chance to do then, uh, is that we have a new Daily Rush video. And it's titled Nell Karaoke. Nell karaoke. It says here we call it Nellyoke because Syed Alang Kankan is too hard to say. Uh, you can check this out today. It's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Interlet Net. Okay. Interlet. And it's you can more permissible. Learn more at Xfinity.com. Uh, and you can watch it now, WMMR.com slash Daily Rush. Uh, I, uh, Nell, you know, I, I know more people have actually gone to or at least rented the movie Nell. Just to see what, because we constantly refer to this is a movie. If you if you're unfamiliar, mm-hmm. Jodie Foster plays this woman who's basically been raised by her her I think it's her grandmother who uh, in the woods, and her grandmother had a stroke and had a bizarre speech pattern, and then she died, and and so uh, Liam Neeson's in it, and so mm-hmm. uh, she has this kind of language that she uses, which can be distracting. Yeah, people couldn't communicate. Yeah, with her. yeah, and that's what Liam Neeson had to find out was how to communicate with you her. Real quick, like a moron. <laughs> Did you see that Liam Neeson is doing a Naked Gun reboot? No. Yeah, I just saw this yesterday. I meant to bring it up to you guys, and I totally forgot. Well, he has to play it straight. That's what made it so great. Exactly. That, uh, you know, uh, Frank Drebin... Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen played it straight. Yeah. And I don't know much more beyond that, but uh, Steve, you and I laughed out loud at uh, Liam Neeson in... um, Ted. Ted. It was at Ted 2. Ted 2. He's at the the supermarket at the checkout uh, Mm -hmm. aisle, and it's, it's hilarious. You know what? I think he can do it. What he did with Ricky Gervais was good. However, Leslie Nielsen had developed a skill set. By, by the way, the genius of the original Airplane movie, it was that they used actors who had not done comedy but could be, who were stoic, Robert Stack, uh, Lloyd Grace. Bridges, uh, yeah, uh, Chuck Connors, yeah. uh, and, and uh, Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen was a, was a leading man, you know, yeah. in his heyday. Who so, was the guy that was the pilot? Graves? That was his last uh, name, Yeah, right? uh, Peter Graves. Peter Graves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mission yeah, Impossible. They, they were all straight, straight yeah. actors. Super straight. Uh-huh. Yeah. So one of the writers on The Naked Gun, it's, it's Frank Drebin Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he plays uh, Leslie Nielsen's character's son. And uh, one of the writers is Seth MacFarlane, so obviously from Family Guy. And the director is a guy named Akiva Schaefer. Oh, yeah. We've had Akiva in studio. Lonely Island. He's one of the Lonely Island guys, yeah. And uh, and he's he's great, too. So um, That's good know, this, news. This could be pretty good. That's good news. Steve, you know what I liked? And I know we're going to get to the Bizarre File in just a second here, but was... Um, when Harry Morgan was in the Dragnet <laughs> yeah. movie, because Harry Morgan was on the original Dragnet TV show. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
I loved him in that. And he, he had already done comedy, obviously, with MASH, but he had done straight right. detective stuff before. Right. And he was playing that character in Dragnet, which I thought was a pretty funny well, movie. Well, the, the iconic Jack Webb delivery, who yeah. was, you know, who who produced and all that, you know, and they just, you know, sort of back monotone. and forth, monotone, back yep. and forth. Mm-hmm. And Aykroyd pull, pulled that off. Uh, all right, this has been uh, Screen Chat with yes. the President and Steve Show, and now we do the Bizarre File. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Sky Outback. You can make your decker outside space a source of comfort and pride. Shop 4th of July sale at Sequoia Outback, Route 309 in Hatfield, or at Deck Supplies. Dot com. I don't know how I missed this story in our city, but Philadelphia police, and this is why I put it in the bizarre file because it hasn't, or I haven't really seen it in the news, but Philadelphia police are investigating after several teens reportedly attempted to light sticks of dynamite what? inside a grocery store. I missed the dynamite story. It happened yesterday at the Fresh Grocer located on the 5300 block of Chew Avenue in the city's Germantown section. Was this, though they do have that Dynamite Days promotion. Police say security called to report, to report that three teens, roughly 16 to 19 years old, wearing all black clothing, trying to light up the dynamite... The bomb squad did recover dynamite at the scene, but police say the suspects were able to get away. Police have not said how many people were inside the business at the time of the incident. I'm finding it troubling that they're walking around with dynamite. No physical injuries were reported. Anyone with information is asked to call police. Now, I'm wondering if it's, you know, M80s, which are considered a quarter stick of dynamite, and maybe they're pumping this story up by using the term dynamite or not. But if it is actual dynamite, that's... Really dangerous, right? That's insane. Uh, I would like to get clarification on that because you're right. They, yeah. they, they a quarter stick of dynamite uh, for fireworks. I mean, an M80 can hurt yeah. you. Can, you can, you know, get injured clearly, but dynamite is uh, <laughs> that's a different story. All right, a man is dead after attempting to carjack a Louisville Metro police officer. Uh, so. Probably not a good idea to carjack police officers. I'm new to this. Um, (laughs) Officers with the uh, department's... I know for a fact you had a car. Fugitive unit were conducting an investigation at around 1.30 p.m. A man believed to be in his 20s attempted to carjack the officers with a gun. The suspect was shot by an officer who had been with the department for more than a decade. What kind of car is this that has a shotgun on the down... Officers then began rendering aid, and the man was transported to the hospital but died shortly after. Uh. State police will be handling the investigation. The wanted individual for the, who the uh, fugitive unit was initially looking for was arrested after turning himself in. They saw him shoot the guy and said, I give up, probably. Oh, my God. But uh, I don't know. I doubt it was a March car, but that's pretty stupid. Okay, how about this? A moose in Steamboat Springs, Colorado has died after it jumped from a second-story deck. Okay. This is a moose. Okay. They're, they're, they're huge. Yes. Um, uh, you would, I might assume that they could do that. A Sunday, I'm just wondering how it got up on the second story. Why don't you forget the moose? I'm guessing a frat party. For a moment. A Sunday, on Sunday, rangers responded to a call about a moose at the Steamboat Spring a Ski Resort. Uh, when they arrived, rangers discovered that a moose had apparently jumped off the second story deck of a building. I know what happened. Broken its neck and died from the injuries. It probably met a woman at the bar. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, like you, Preston, pretending that you were vomiting. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It may tie into the second story I have here in just a second. Okay. By the way, they could not confirm if the moose was agitated or how close it was to people when the incident happened. 
Rangers removed the moose from the resort and donated its body. Additional details were not available. Last week, the the CPW found a dead mother moose near Steamboat Springs, and cause of death has not been determined in that case. Uh, now, this story is also out of Colorado, hmm. and I saw the picture. A, and it's a short story here, though. But a, a bear in Colorado found itself in a bit of a situation in Steamboat Springs. Same, Same town! At the ski resort? Now, listen, the bear was caught on video hanging by its claws from a second-story window. Steve, uh-huh. I think that the moose and the bear were having an affair. I think oh. you're right. And the moose's husband came home. The hell is this? The bear had to crawl out the window and hang there. Who's in here? And destroy. Look at this. Look at the, the, the video. Of the, oh, that's exactly it. Oh, oh my God. Cute. Let him in. It was finally able to leave by going back into the house and then out through another window on the ground level. Oh, Oh, this is pretty smart. So he got out of there. Uh, Listen, in a second, they could kill your ass, but they're adorable. New York City police are on the hunt for a man accused of sneaking up on unsuspecting women and slashing their legs from behind in Manhattan before he disappeared into the subway system. Uh, wow. Police say that he slashed three women in separate incidents up and down the subway system between 4 and 5 p.m. on Sunday. Around 4.15, police say the first victim was slashed in the right leg from behind at the 86th Street Lexington Avenue station as she was getting off a train. Moments later, the same man slashed a 48-year-old woman's right leg from behind as she was waiting for a southbound train, which the suspect boarded before first responders arrived to treat the victims. You could open up an artery doing that. Police say the next attack took place at less than 20 minutes later on a number 4 train near the Brooklyn Bridge City Hall station downtown, targeting a 28-year-old woman who was sitting in a southbound car. She was rushed to the hospital with a severe wound to her left leg. Kind of makes you nostalgic for just pushing them on the tracks. Uh, surveillance images released by the NYPD were taken as uh, he left the scene of the attack downtown. And uh, after he hopped a turnstile to exit the station, police said he was seen fleeing through another station at Chambers Street before he vanished. So they are looking for him. Remember that story years ago where the, the guy had a needle? And yes. Remember that? He was he was sticking the needle in yeah. women's butts? All right, here's, here's the money shot story, I think. A restaurant, listen to this, guys. A restaurant chain in California enlisted a fake priest to take confessions from workers with the supposed father urging them to, quote, get their sins out by telling him if they'd been late for work or had stolen from their employer. So the employer provided a priest to uh, to administer confession. Oh a God. fake priest. A fake priest. To get information from the employees if they had been late or stealing. That's insane. This is according to the U.S. Department of Labor. The, reg- the restaurant owner, uh, Che mm, Garibaldi. Maybe I should try that. Operates two Takira Garibaldi restaurants in Sacramento and one in Roseville. The alleged priest also asked workers if they harbored bad intentions toward their employer. Wow. Or if they'd done anything to harm the company, said the agency, which he, he which called it one of the most shameless scams that labor regulators had ever seen. The Diocese of Sacramento also investigated the issue and said that it found no evidence of connection between the priest and its jurisdiction. Um so hiring an allegedly fake priest to solicit confessions wasn't the restaurant chain's only wrongdoing. According to the government officials, a court last month ordered Che Garibaldi's owners to pay $140,000 in back wages and damages to 35 employees. The restaurant's chain own, the restaurant chain's owner allegedly brought in the fake priest after the Labor Department started investigating workplace issues. The company had denied overtime pay to workers, paid managers for money customers had left his employee tips, and threatened workers with retaliation and adverse immigration consequences for working with the agency. 
So the Labor Department said an investigator learned from some workers that the restaurant owner brought in the priest who said that he was a friend of the owners and asked questions about whether they had harmed the chain or its owner. In court documents, a server at the restaurant testified that she found her conversation with the alleged priest unlike normal confessions where she would talk about what she wanted to confess. Instead, the priest, priest told her what he uh, that he would ask the question. He was interrogating him. To, quote, get the sins out of me. Uh, she said he asked if I ever got pulled over for speeding, if I drank alcohol, or if I'd stolen anything. The priest asked if I had stolen anything at work, if I was late to my employment, if I did anything to harm my employer, and if I had any bad intentions toward my employment. Uh, the Labor Department also alleged that the employer sought to retaliate against workers and silence them, as well as obstruct an investigation and prevent the employees from receiving unpaid wages. Have it's outlandish. Have heard of anything no. like that before? It's actually pretty ingenious. It is. Great but, practical joke. Yeah, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. We have a screening of the new Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, a week from today, and it will be at the AMC Neshaminy at 7 p.m. And if you would like to go, uh, we'll take uh, the first five callers right now. 215-263-WMMR. And if you want to go, give us a buzz, and we will put you on the list if you wanted the first five. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, in a little while, we're going to have uh, comedian Alex Perlman in the studio. And uh, don't forget, secret text word, your chance to win tickets to see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Text word secret to 39333. We'll be back in a moment. Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. So the, uh, yeah, the 95 reconstruction supposedly going to be done by the end of the weekend. By the weekend. Even with the rain. And uh, Governor Shapiro had said that it was going to take two weeks, but they have been working double time and getting it done. Casey had pointed out something this morning during uh, the news portion of the day, which is the first thing we do uh, on the program, and he wanted me to play this clip for you, Kathy. (laughs) This is what it looks like when the ingenuity of Delco meets the grit of Philly and we work together to get it done. (laughs) There you go. There so I think, I think the governor's actually calling in tomorrow. So we, we, oh, we, no we kidding. We talk to him about a case. One more time. This is what it looks like when the ingenuity of Delco meets the grit of Philly and we work together to get it done. Delco. I'll, give, I'll give you that one. I'll give it to you. I, it's good. Had we still been keeping... Score. Yeah. I would have given that high points, Kathy. Not unlike the helicopter that that crash landed oh, in Delaware County. That helicopter saved us. That saved year. you. That yeah. was everything. Why did that end? Because uh, I don't like it. Because uh, he's guy. <laughs> Casey doesn't like the Delco Buxco thing because he always loses and he, it just bothers him. So when I think we didn't we do it for a year. And I, I got we, we did do yeah. it for a year. Yeah. And I got tired of it because you guys would bitch at me if I would if I would award or not award points. And two and like Dumbledore, I said, "Suck it." Yeah, you know, it's my it was my game, my oh, rules. Don't wrap me into his complaining. Right. Oh my god! Anyway, you were the worst complainer. What? No, absolutely. Yeah, you, not. Were. you were like yeah. you always. 
give me just you, five points, and you always give Doggo ten points. <laughs> hey, you got to admit, Kathy was looking for anyone on that uh, helicopter that was from Bucks. Yeah, 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 she was. The baby. Yeah. I Where had... was the baby born? What township were they over? I think I had gotten, you You'd smack my nose with the newspaper pretty early on in the thing, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to say anything anymore. <laughs> yeah, I learned my lesson. Well, I'm gonna. I want to talk about you for a moment. Oh no, no, no. It's 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 okay. It's, Yay! It's it's appealing, uh, I think, and it's it's uh, <laughs> you do, you it's caveat, and it's childlike charm. Oh no, and I'm not making fun of no. you. Yay! No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. You know I love you. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, Dud it. <laughs> we were uh, we were talking about the fact that we have a screening of uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, Nick and uh, Casey and I were in the studio the other day, and I had mentioned that I saw the trailer for that movie because I went to see the new Spider-Man film. And uh, I said that I got caught up in the emotion of it all. I mean, it was... I love that whole adventure and that character. Uh, and so I was excited when I saw it. And I know right. you were saying it's kind of kind of getting mixed reviews, but yeah. you know, I'll wait and see for myself. I'm going to do likewise. So we were talking about the, you know our favorite moments in the movie. My favorite moment in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, oh. There are so many great moments. Is when uh, the Nazis have Marion in her bar, and they're about to burn her with the yeah. poker, and all of a sudden, the whip comes in, and then they pan over to uh, Indy, and he goes, let her go. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love yeah. that moment, because here comes this guy. Here yeah. comes our character, you know? And I, I was just, you know, so excited to share that with these guys. And then immediately, Casey goes, you know the scene where Marion's in with Belloc in the tent? Is that a potato she's eating? Because this has been bothering me for years. Still, let's watch that scene. Please tell me what she's eating because it's not bread. We can put it up on the screen. But it just cracked me up (laughs) that we were talking about our favorite moments in this adventure. There's the potato scene. And this potato thing has bothered him forever. Well, you guys got to remember, I also... Potatoes. I hate potatoes. I hate them. In that movie, the scene that I reenacted the most was her doing shots in the bar and her yelling... What I think she says is pistade. Yeah. Um, and I reenacted that, and I still, from time to time, if I'm doing like a quick right. shot of something, I will to myself, I'll go pistade. Besides the potato scene, yes. we're going to get to the bottom of that. What's yeah. your favorite scene in the original Indiana Jones and the last, and the, uh, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark is oh, the actual title. Oh, man. I, you know what? That that movie kind of scarred me a little bit because the dude gets his face chopped off by a patella. Uh, uh, patella. <laughs> by, by, a by the knee bone? A by, patella? No, by a, a plane propeller. A plane propeller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude gets his face melted off by the uh, Ark of the Covenant. I don't Many like, dudes. Yeah, I know. So that scared me. I'm trying to think of anything that I might have liked. You know, there's a scene right before that, before their faces melt off, where Belloc is uh, in the desert and he's yelling up to Indy, who's in the, in the hills, and the little fly goes in his mouth. Goes in his mouth, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was, uh, in fact, I've seen that posted as in, this is what a great actor does. Yes. He doesn't let a fly going into his mouth. Gets right on going. Stumble. It doesn't allow him to stumble at all. And it goes into his mouth and does not come back out. Yeah. Okay. It's gone. <laughs> I like the digging chant. Don't know that. Oh my God! You remember the dumbest thing? The dumbest little thing. So besides the potato and the chant, what did you like from the movie? By the way, I can tell you about the potato thing because since he mentioned that, yeah. And I know what he's talking about. She comes in, she's, he's, uh, she's, she wants to leave the tent, 
And he's like, please, have something to eat. eat she's starving. She hadn't eaten in like a couple of days. So she goes over and she takes this big hunk of bread and she yeah. starts eating. And she picks up this other thing. <laughs> it's white and round. And I watched it. And I know what you're talking about. And what I think it is, even though it wouldn't be uh, proper for where they were in the world, it looks like a Chinese steamed bun. <laughs> okay. <me. laughs> That is really specific. <laughs> because very, very the, the specific. color is very, very pale. I yeah. thought it was cheese. Have some cheese and a Chinese steamed bun. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, We're going to find out. There's, so there's bread. bread. And then what this is, that is the thing. thing. I think it's, it's kind of flat. It almost looks like a pita. Wait a second. It's cheese. I think it's like, yeah, like. It the, looks like cheese. Yeah, I think cheese too. Mm-hmm. You ever had a Chinese potato. steamed bun? It's uh, definitely not a potato. Would you like it? Preston, no, I have not. <laughs> just cheese in the middle oh, of the desert? I just had the best Chinese steamed bun. He brings some of that uh, that French liqueur with him, and mm-hmm. they, they drink that. And so, yeah, he's civilized. He's bringing some French yeah. uh, culture. You know the old, um, and it's now part of pop culture itself, is that Indiana Jones has no sway on the outcome of the movie. Uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the Big Bang yeah. Theory did a um, did a whole episode about it, and it's, it's one of those things. Uh, I, I, you know, obviously his journey, it shows about the ineluctable outcome, but... Uh, as you said, Preston, like with that whip and, and you know, the, the poker and all that stuff, that's that swaggering hero yeah. that you just love. And that's why it was so, so cool. I love when he puts his hat on in the sunset, you know, yeah. when they're in that digging scene and he, he puts the fedora back on his head. And honestly, the scene, <laughs> the scene when he's with Marion. And he's telling her where things hurt. I love yes. that one. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. It's like when it's genius. When when she flips the mirror around, <laughs> and then they 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 take the scene outside of the boat, and you're just here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so a great. Good. That's a, a good laugh in that movie. I like that. Yeah, uh, somebody was mentioning or suggesting that it's a hard boiled egg. It's not. An it's egg. not a hard. No, too big. It's too big to be uh, a hard boiled. It's egg. a Bertucci's roll. Oh, he had them flown in. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 there's those are some of the iconic uh, moments. What do you think is is the most iconic moment? The boulder scene. The boulder scene it has to it's be. It's got right? to be right. Yeah, uh, I, and I'm a huge fan of Temple of Doom. I know you guys aren't as big a fan. I, the, in fact, when he's able to bring the kids back to the village at the end, that me is is a, is a home run. It's it's funny, Steve, because like there are so many um, parts of all of these movies that are completely unbelievable. But I find Temple of Doom so unbelievable. Like when they're in the raft out of the airplane and like they're yeah. just fine as a result. I, I it, uh, that one turns me off. But Last Crusade, I, I love Raiders and Last Crusade so much. Um, I wouldn't mind inviting those who may have weird little observations, not necessarily about this film franchise. Uh, that's stupid. In case he admitted it was a stupid thing, it's dumb. But uh, that you had always had a question about, and maybe we can answer that question. Somebody had texted in and says Reddit says it's French cheese. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. So it's possible. But if there's any little dumb movie observation that maybe you've be- even been embarrassed to ask, ask us that question. Wilson. We may get nothing out of this. Yeah. I have no idea. Hot Wilson. pocket person? 215-263-WMMR. Uh, <laughs> Kathy never knew what Wilson meant. Yep. In, yeah. Uh, or where the name Wilson came <laughs> no, from I, in well, Castaway. Yes, I was. Uh, I remember I was at um, a store and I saw the Wilson volleyball and I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, my buddy and I, and he will still fight to this day over what they say in Boys in the Hood when uh, Ice Cube says, yo, you want to bust some spades? And my friend says, yo, do you want to bust some spags? And I'm like, spags is, is not a thing. 
It's not a word. It's not a game that people play. Spades, on the other hand, is a card game. And he, till this to this day, will go, no, it's bags. Right. Like, it's okay. You can look at the script. The script is online. Are you right? Yeah, they're, they're, well, now you can, yeah. but back then you couldn't. All right, this is from foodandfilm.com. Foodandfilm.com. Yes. Here's the description of that scene. After uh, a server brings food to the tent where she is being held, uh, Rene Bellach mentions the or motions to the dining table and tells Marion, please eat something. And Marion then begins to devour the food, first beginning with what looks like a thick slice of bread, possibly Aish Shamsi, uh, mm-hmm. a sourdough pop bread popular in Upper Egypt. Before moving on to, and this is the big question here. Yes. What looks like a large piece of white cheese, maybe Domiati or Arish cheese. So this is according to foodandfilm.com. So that's their assessment. They don't mm-hmm. know for a fact, but I think the cheese thing holds water. I and and I think it puts the potato thing uh, to, to rest. rest. Yeah. Yes. On the table, it says there's also a uh, fruit plate clearly containing at least two green apples, Ooh, as well as do. possibly some grapes <laughs> and a banana. Once Marion, uh, once Marion has had some food, Belloc brings out a bottle of what appears to be some type of distilled liquor for the two of them to enjoy. And although Marion never gets a direct answer when she asks, "What is this stuff?" Five he, alive. He tells her, "I grew up with this. It is my family label." Mm-hmm. Ah. And by the way, I know why this came up because Nick, you had said you liked the scene where he brings in the dress. He yes. says, "I would very much like to see you in it." And she goes, "Yeah, yeah, bet you would." Yeah, and she's right. Marion attitude. She's still got food in her mouth yeah, when yeah. she's saying yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get a little mirror shot of her naked back, mm. which is sexy. It is sexy, uh, and that brought up Casey's observation about the "quote unquote" potato, mm-hmm. which you can boil and mash and stick, and stick it, it in a stew. stew if you want to. Right. All right, um, let me go to uh, some calls here. Stupid questions about movies. Maybe we can answer, maybe we can't. But let me go to our buddy Craig Lagans. We're going to lead off with him. Craig, what's up, buddy? What up, white folks? How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, my quick Indiana Jones uh, point, uh, one of the things I always, my favorite memory is when uh, the main villain takes out these sticks with chains on them, and we think he's going to do some bodily damage and then turn it into a coat hanger. Yes. <laughs> right. yeah, That's yeah. your favorite scene? Yeah. It is a good laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mike, it's not really a question. It's just an observation. And I, I, I saw Die Hard um, when it first came out in the theater. And I saw it with my father because he loves action movies. But the scene where um, he pulls a fire alarm mm-hmm. and the fire department comes and he's all excited. And then Hans goes, calls him back, say it was a false alarm. And the entire fire department makes a U-turn. Yes. My father screamed in the theater, <laughs> bull ass. Yeah, your dad's a fireman. My dad was a fireman. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's, this is, and for the rest of my life and the rest of it, that's the stupidest movie I've ever seen. No matter what, they would have at least investigated, popped in, yeah. and, and, exactly. and, and per protocol, per their yeah. report, they would have had to have gone in and seen for their own eyes, right? Exactly. So my question was, why did they leave that part in, or why was that right. something that people think? Because um, I, even when I watch it now, I watch it with my girlfriend who had never seen Die Hard before, and I still pointed out, you know, that wouldn't happen. Okay. There's there like are so it. many things that expedite. You know that read write. Yeah. There's an there's an actual uh, a YouTube series that's great. They go to experts on everything from they'll dissect the 
um, the the uh, battle, like in, in the that sequence in the beginning of Gladiator, where they're fighting the mm-hmm. uh, the the, the uh, Hessians or Germans or whatever it was, right? Uh, at the that weaponry. time period, yeah. Uh, ex- and their methodology yeah. and what they would have done. So there there are uh, for this, um, and it all sometimes it's just convenience for the script writer to just say, okay, we're going to do this and make this happen. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes things like that can really stick in your mind. You yeah. know, it's really ruining for me. Right. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys. All right, All right. we'll see you, bud. Uh, oh, man, there was somebody who was on hold. Yeah. What, what was, was it? it? What uh, were they... Red, it was something about Red Dragon saying that the main character was blind and how did her friends, and and I don't know. Yeah, I wish I would have seen the rest of it. Yeah, I, know, me too. I know that movie well. Yeah. Uh, Alright, let's go to uh, Keith, who has an Indiana Jones observation. Hi, Keith. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up, man? All right. In the scene where they're in the bar fighting the Nazis, uh, where they're with Marion. Right. Uh, Indiana Jones is firing a Colt 1911. Okay. A revolver. If you look at it, when he's up against the wall firing from undercover, he's got a Colt 1911. Indiana Jones carries a revolver. Where do you get the 1911 from? <laughs> Maybe it was in the bar. Yeah, mm. it was on the ground. Maybe when the Nazis dropped. Maybe there was a big bin of a big bin of 1911 revolvers. Yeah. So take one. Um, and by the way, he, he he has a revolver. I think for most, I remember it. Uh, and, and counting the amount of shots that he yeah. shoots, it doesn't match right. up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they also sound like a full on cannon. They fire, do. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty awesome. But that's a good observation. Actually, uh, so they they play, I don't know the answer to that, Keith. Thanks, they play man. light and fast with with weapons and movies sure. all the time. Yeah. All right, hang on. Uh, this is Keith, who has a an option or a question. Now, Keith, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, so anyway, you know, I was born in 1970. Star Wars came out in 77. It was a big thing, and there was always supposed to be nine movies. I always wanted to live long enough to see the ninth movie. Mm-hmm. So when I finally get to the ninth movie with my own kids, it's like a big deal. And they get to the part where... <laughs> The evil emperor says to Yoda, he's got him on the ropes. He's like, I've waited a long time for this, my little green friend. And I'm completely colorblind. And all of a sudden, I'm like, Yoda's green? Oh, (laughs) shut up. Oh, my God. No freaking clue my whole life. Dude. Do you think he was red? Yeah, what did you? What color did you think he was? I just thought he was like skin colored. Like like, (laughs) flesh colored. Like, like, yeah, just a tiny guy. Like E.T. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, watch it. All right, thank Yoda's you, Keith. A pussy. Not really a question, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, just an observation. Uh, I didn't know if there were weird things that got it stuck to you, like um, the potato thing. Right. And Marion. It's, it's minutia, beyond minutia, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see. I will go to Kyle real quick here. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, sorry to bother you all at work. <laughs> it's okay. What you got? Uh, so, when I was watching Back to the Future Part 2 recently, Doc Brown gets struck by lightning when he's in the DeLorean, and in the sky, there's a giant 66 or 99. I always wondered what that was about. In the sky, there's yeah. a giant 66 or a 99. Oh, to uh, really? Wayne Gretzky, I <laughs> No, or is it supposed to be an 88? I, no, I think what it is is um, the tire marks in the sky. So when the um, when in the first movie, when uh, they first use the DeLorean as a time machine, you see the flames left by the tire marks. Yes. As a, a, you know, when he's testing it with Einie, with Einstein, the dog, and then in two, uh, Back to the Future two, when it when it goes back in time, they leave tire tracks, but they leave them in the air and they're just swirls. I, I that's my guess on it. Uh, I I that sounds viable. I, I'm not sure if that's 100 yeah, percent right, though. Yeah, let's go with I'm, that. Interesting. I, I've never personally 
noticed that, and, yeah. and that was in the second it's one. In you the were second saying? one, right towards the end, where he's got the the uh, th- the little um, uh, streamer hanging down from the DeLorean while it's flying. It gets hit by lightning. He goes back to eighteen eighty five. Okay, okay. Uh, and then Marty has to wait for uh, the guy from. Um, uh, oh man, strange brew to show off. <laughs> you know, here's one press, and it's fairly, it's more recent. Joe Flaherty. I don't know if you know this one. Uh, uh, in Army of the Dead, the Zack Snyder film, in the beginning, you watched it, right? Did you watch it? I did. Right. So in the beginning, when they're the uh, that uh, convoy is leaving the military camp, as they pull out, if you notice in the sky, there are like three shining objects that dart off after they uh, they leave the compound, suggesting that they were under some sort of like alien surveillance or something huh. like that. If you look carefully, you'll see them. They're there, and they're 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 up in the upper right hand corner of the screen. Really? They're, they're hovering, and they just take they take off. And definitely done on purpose. Definitely done on purpose. Yeah, interesting. All right, George has an observation that's always bothered him. Hey, George. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing, guys? Good. What's up, man? So I mean, I just recently rewatched Batman '89 in preparations to see the Flash, which I still haven't seen, but. How do they not know who Bruce Wayne is? Well, this is the, this is the constant question of all time. How do they not know Clark Kent is Superman and vice versa? There, I mean, at least Batman has a little bit more of Ace covered. But, I mean, that's one of the great suspensions of logic. Well, what I mean is, like, when they go to, like, uh, the reporter, they go to Bruce Wayne's house, they're having the party, and they're like, which one's Wayne? Who's Wayne? And oh. Bob. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. he's no he's incredibly is. famous. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and it's, it's Gotham, but he's... he's He's super well. It's you know, of course you would know who he was. Yeah. You're at his house. Yeah, it's like, uh, the, who's which one's Wayne? Which one's Wayne? And by the way, <laughs> they're investigative reporters, and they don't know yes. what he looks like. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, that's Agreed. a good point. All I right, like that, thank yeah. you, George. Appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Robin. Hello there, Robin. Hey guys, long time listener. I love your show. Oh, oh thank you. Appreciate it. What's Hi. up? I just wanted to say back in school, uh, my friends and I in physics class figured out (laughs) using, you know, formulas and everything that the jump that the bus in speed (laughs) does when there's a gap in the highway is physically impossible. And it it, it looks impossible in the movie, too. They pull it off poorly uh, because it's it's not even remotely enough of a ramp to get enough lift to carry it over to the side. Exactly, and it's always bothered me, not just about that, but any movie where a vehicle flies up into the air, my husband's like, oh, yeah, it's just a turbo jump. <laughs> yeah, It's just a turbo the jump. Turbo I'll tell you, our issue. Um, like Kit, you know, on Knight Rider. Yeah, and right. Like, yeah. No, they hid a ramp in the bush. I'm telling you. And he's like, no, no, there's no ramp there. It's a turbo. I love it. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> but no ramp. Now, wow. when movies play off of that comedically, like the Blues Brothers. Yes. Like with their car, hilarious. They're flying. They're they're speeding backwards. He puts on the brakes, and the car does a somersault <laughs> up over the car behind them, and then lands, right. flips around, and lands, and takes off. You can get away with it there if you want to watch a hilarious sort of um, expose. Not really, but it's a part of the outtakes of Starsky and Hutch, mm-hmm. the movie. They show them going over the San Francisco hills. And you see how many cars get completely destroyed yeah. on what would be passed off as a routine jump, and the car did great. Yeah, the front end's just buckle just get, on them. Yeah, blown out. All right, I like this one. Let me go to Frank here. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Is this 93.3 WMMR <laughs> Philadelphia? Boom. Well done. Nice pipes, Frank. What's up, bud? Thank you. Listen, I always had a problem with the TV show The Flintstones. 
<laughs> Go ahead. It seems like it could not happen. It's supposed to take place in prehistoric times, but they had a Christmas show. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Yeah. It predates Jesus. Yeah. How the hell? How the hell do you have a Christmas show? The guy hasn't been born yet. Yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> everything else seemed possible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Especially the garbage disposal that's a little creature. Or the photograph. The sink. A pterodactyl, Preston. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, I love that, Frank. That's a great observation. By the way, you know what every one of those creatures did in the house that was an appliance? It's a living. Uh-huh. Right? It's always be what they'd say. All right. Hang on a second here. Uh, Sean has an observation about Goodfellas. We have actually a couple of Goodfellas questions or observations. Hi, Sean. Good morning. Good morning, you Cresbo. Yo. <laughs> What's up, Sean? What's up, buddy? Hey, I was just... You know what really bothers me when I'm watching uh, Goodfellas? Huh. And they're in prison, and that guy's carrying the lobsters over. Yeah. And they scan down to his feet, and he's wearing Adidas sliders. They haven't even come out yet. <laughs> yeah, there there are people whose job, obviously, on movie sets is yeah. to look for continuity errors. Uh, some You would figure in a Scorsese film, they'd be a little bit more astute on that. But, yeah, there are a couple of anomalies in Goodfellas. It's just such a masterpiece, though. You just, yeah, you, oh, you, absolutely. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Best movie ever, but there's a couple parts that are really good. <laughs> but that's the one that sticks out to you, like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no way. Not happening. All right, thanks. I, I always say with anything, especially with James Bond movies, or any movie, all right, I'm along for the ride. You're going to set the rules, and I'm going to play in your area with the rules that you've set. Right. What pisses me off is when a movie violates its own rules mm. that it's asked you to buy into, and then you can say weird things like, the Flintstones are celebrating Christmas and uh, they, it's it's uh, well before Jesus. There was one that always bothered me. Uh, what was <clears throat> what was the Tom Cruise uh, racing movie? The stock car. Days movie? of Thunder. Days of Thunder. So Carrie Elways comes in as yeah. his replacement driver for a little right. while, and then he goes back to a different team. And then uh, you know they have this rivalry, or were they on the same team? But anyway, they have this rivalry, and they're going around. They're showing real NASCAR drivers doing uh, interviews. Right. Okay. And then they go to uh, then they go to Carrie Elways' character, and he goes, uh, "Yeah." Um, um, Cole comes near me, I'm going to put him in the wall. Yeah. And I'm like, are you, no one pre-race would ever say that at some point I'm going to try to kill someone out on the racetrack. Happens all the time. Yeah. You should see the chess matches. Comes near me, I'm going to put him in the wall. I'm like, well, guess what? You're not racing today. What did you say? Yeah. What did you say? What did you say? On camera? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to this other Goodfellas, uh, observation. Adam, good morning. Good morning, you homie uncle. <laughs> we are homie uncles. There's yeah. no to worry. <laughs> Thank you, Adam, and good morning to see you. What's up? Good morning to you. Yeah, so in Goodfellas, the uh, scene where Karen was talking to Jimmy the Gent, and he was telling her to go down the block to look for some dresses in the building. Yes. So as she's pulling away after she got spooked, she pulls away in her Volvo, and if you have noticed, the station wagon parked on the street in front of her Volvo, a New York license plate falls off the back of that. <laughs> I did not notice. It would huh. seem weird, but I but having lived in New York for a lot of uh, for for a number of years, stuff falls off things all the time. Oh, yeah, but the car was untouched, and there's another license plate still bolted to the car. Oh, so oh, okay, I didn't catch yeah. that. Um, yeah. Interesting. Well, I wonder if it was a, a mob vehicle. Yeah, stolen with be, like yeah. the, the mob's equivalent of the rotating license plates mm. for James Bond. All right, or janky prop, a janky prop. Do you know what they did that. though? They, they did. President, watching the scene here, they matched the old um, registration tags and the, for the uh, the cars in uh, New York. 
Uh, New York always has horrible um, stuff like that, but the uh, they 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 were pretty damn accurate with a lot of this stuff. It's hard, especially when they'll do, uh, you know, like when Quentin Tarantino recreated blocks of uh, um, uh, 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 Sunset Strip, and, and it was all physical. It, it, it was, there was no CGI involved. You've got to be very clear on your time frame and what would and would not have existed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like when they keep like these weird uh, anomaly might not be the right word, but when they keep them in the it, it didn't get edited out. So they're in speaking of Tarantino. There's a scene in True Romance where Patricia Arquette is talking to Christian Slater, and you know she was, I believe, a hooker. She was okay. And uh, and so she's talking to him. She's a little bit emotional, and she's telling her, telling him that like when she is with somebody, like she is one hundred percent. And when she says monogamous, she gets a spit bubble. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh my god! She says monogamous, and she's get she gets a huge spit bubble in her mouth. And I know she didn't mean to do that in that scene, but that's what happened, and that's what he kept in. There are sometimes when it, there's one scene in that I forget what the name of the movie is. Uh, but, uh, it's with Burt Reynolds. It's a comedy. Uh, Jill Clayburgh. And um, it's a really well-done comedy movie. It's, you know, from maybe the 80s. And Jill Clayburgh has a scene where she's crying and talking to Burt Reynolds. And a massive amount of snot is running down her up lip. Up lip and I'm like, <laughs> yes. Oh, God. Ah! <laughs> I'm like, why did you go with oh, no. this take? It's what? a snot take. <laughs> but it was real. Uh, it yes. was really uh, that's real. That's too real. And so I guess that's what when uh, whoever, because Tarantino didn't direct yeah. uh, that movie. He just no, it was Tony it right Scott. Through. Yeah, so when he saw that, he's like, okay, this is. I like the blah, blah. <laughs> That seems real. I don't know why I'm not drawing to blah, blah, blah. But like, you can't even right now make as big of a bubble in your mouth that she makes in this one, just... I think it's, you've just laid down the oh, challenge. Oh, did I lay down the gauntlet? Okay. I don't have thick enough spit right now. I just no. tried. Not going to work. Uh, I want to go to Ryan. Ryan, good morning. Yeah, what's up, guys? Yeah, but all right, you had a question about a scene in a movie? Yeah, well, it took me my whole childhood to figure out. figured it out. Oh, you did figure it out. Okay, yeah. do share. Yeah, so Sandlot, when, right before they go to the pool, they're all in the dugout. And, well, the first one, Ham says, it's too hot. It, I'm baking, like, a toasted cheeser. That one took... <laughs> a toasted <years>. cheeser? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know what he said? Yeah. I, what even is a toasted cheeser? I guess it's, like, cheese, an old... A grilled, a grilled cheese sandwich? Cheese, I guess. A grilled cheese back in the 50s, I guess, right? Yeah. Okay. The second one <laughs> is, then Benny goes, all right, if, if you can't hack it pantyways, so where's your mama's bra? <laughs> raise your hands and then they all raise their hands and then they say well what do you want to do then and then they all look at each other and they say the pool honeys which i it took me i, I had to look it up finally wow like, you, you've done far too much research for sandlot but you didn't no, under, it's a classic you, you didn't understand it. what they were saying and so you you went and searched and figured that out oh it's like your ace you know the spades comment you guys were talking about yeah you figure out what they're saying right but, it, you know what happens now more often than not if you want when you're watching a movie where this comes up put up put on the uh the closed caption. Yes. A, 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 it's a quick fix. Yeah. It, it'll solve a lot of these yeah. questions. You can do that now. That is true. Uh let's see here. Uh, okay. Fan theory on the Flintstones. We're going to double All back right. to this. I have Amy on the line. Hi uh Amy, good morning. 
Tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock. Oh, good morning, guys. How are you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, what was that? With, what was that audio? I, I have it. Uh, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at oh, 7 o'clock. <laughs> we have no idea. That's code. It got double. It is tonight at 7 o'clock, tonight at 7 o'clock. <laughs> and then they invaded Normandy. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that, um, by the way, Amy. All right, what's up? What, what about the Flintstones? All right. So you guys know how people say that the Flintstones is like where people live in the Jetsons. Like they're on the ground level of the earth. Like everything's post-apocalyptic there. If you think of it post-apocalyptic, they're in the future. They reverted back into prehistoric times, and that's how they know about Jesus and like Christmas and everything. <laughs> okay. So the, the fan theory is is that they're actually in a time after the Jetsons, a dystopian. Well, not dystopian because they seem to be getting on pr- pretty well, but they're 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 a post. Jetsons, and they have something cataclysmic happened, and they're yes. building their way back up. Yeah, opting to use stone and animals. Yeah, and dinosaurs. It was somehow the, yeah. or another, dinosaurs had re-emerged you, on the Earth. You know it's going to happen, man. You saw Jurassic Park. Yeah, right. and then you know they they like when the bombs dropped, they they mutated into the, dinosaurs uh, and the dinosaurs and, and, and yeah. into Ralph Cramden and, <laughs> and, and, and the honeymooners. And the honeymooners. Right. It all makes much, sense. Way too much thought into the Flintstones. <laughs> I and think the I think the dinosaur theory is is a bit much. Other than that, I'm with you all the way. Yeah, the that line. would be cool to think of it that way. Thank you for your call. I did not know that. Um, I had always found it weird that uh, Marty McFly hung out with some weird old scientist. Uh, you know, yeah. You I wonder how that relationship. Take started. your pants off. Well. <laughs> What I what I tend to think, in my fan theory, is that uh, he always went back to 1955. So Doc always knew Marty McFly from 1955 on. So Doc made sure that he and Marty at some point had a relationship in order to make everything happen happen. A, a friendly relationship. Yeah. 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 But um... so in 1955, okay. Doc Brown uh, gets a knock at his door, and it's Marty McFly. Yes. That happened initially. Right in 1955, so that in between 1955 and 1985, Doc made sure that he and Marty. But it never would have happened if they weren't friends in the first place. Yeah, it's a paradox. It's a, know, it's it, a, is. it is a conundrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, and that's part of so much of time travel and multiverse uh, lore, and and that's the, always the biggest problem. You know how how do you uh, you know we were talking about uh, cabin in the uh, uh, knock of the cabin knock of the cabin yeah yeah it has that there's sort of a flip around there did you ever hear um uh, oh man our physicist friend uh, the great Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson his theory on on time travel and why it would be impossible it's uh, yeah. why why it would be impossible for you to go back in time like it would like it would be in the movies right do you remember this no it's because if you were to have a machine that would instantaneously transport you to a different time you would still remain physically where you are right. but the earth would be in a different place in the universe You'd because be of the space. constant motion yeah. and you yeah. would be in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. yeah uh, and so unless it moves you yeah in in uh, location as well. So get yes. the uh, so get, get the location get the ahead edition. of time. Get the premium time machine yes, yes, with exactly. the extra package. I think my favorite time travel explanation is in Avengers Endgame uh, because they just they make fun of it while doing yeah. it. Yeah, you know they 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 uh, yes. they, they talk Plugging about how fun of the movies. ridiculous it is. Yes, and they reference Back to the Future, and they're like, mm. yes, all of this is insane. Also, we're going to go fight Thanos. What about Time Cop, the great Jean Claude Van Damme yes. film, mm-hmm. where I think they posit that. Um, 
if you touch or are uh, the person that you are, you you cause some sort of yeah. yeah. Because two play two things can, can occupy, occupy the, the same, same place. place. Yeah, yeah. I believe Time Cop is the most scientifically accurate. It's yeah. what Stephen Hawking said. It was the most <laughs> brilliant script he'd ever written. When uh, yeah, he wrote it. When the discussions about uh, time travel start to happen, like in Endgame, right? When uh, when Bruce Banner is trying to explain that when you go to the future. Yeah. That the past becomes your present and blah blah. blah. Like I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah forget yeah. it. I, 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 you have now taken the step where you have completely lost me. I'll sit back and enjoy the ride, yeah. but I can't wrap my mind around the concept. Of That's what's why going they on here. sort of mock it yeah. as they're explaining yeah. it. Uh, mock. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever see the film Looper? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I actually love that one. That, yeah. that is yeah. a, it's, uh, Ryan Johnson. Um, so that's um, uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and it's. It has some interesting ideas about time travel. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I wish uh, it would have ended differently. I had a different theory as to what Joseph Gordon-Levitt could have done at the end of that movie rather than what he did do. He, he could have gone back and lived with the Flintstones. He could have, yeah. possibly. I want to go to Kate, something that's always bothered her in a movie. Hi, Kate. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, Kate? So- I have a problem with the setup to the Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> yeah. The Mighty Ducks, let's yeah. hear it. Okay. So I was recently watching it with um, my kids, and in the beginning, you find out that Gordon Bombay, the coach, mm-hmm. he gets his 12th DUI, and his consequence is that he has to coach a, a kid's a, a sports, sports team. team. Yeah. <laughs> 12. Yeah. Well, the, I never thought about the, it that the, way. the pedophile they were going to use hung himself in jail. <laughs> I yeah, never no, you're exactly that, right. I yeah, didn't realize yeah. that that was the the whole premise for that. Okay, Neither we're going to take I. a guy who essentially should be in jail for the rest of his life because the, you know the, I yeah. guess the three strikes yeah. rule didn't exist back then. <laughs> wow. he, he, yeah, yeah. He, he ran a, a van off the road and killed a family of six. Right. Thank yeah. you, Kate. Astute observation there. I love it. Uh, all right, over to Justin now. Hi, Justin. Good morning. Good morning. Yep. Good morning to see you, sir. What's up? <laughs> So I have two from Home Alone. One, uh, one they live in a giant mansion. Nobody knows what Kevin's dad does, and yet he takes a family of like twenty on a trip, right and overseas. Other, yeah. yeah, no, he yeah. does all right for and himself. Then, yeah, and the other one is when Kevin's mom finally realized that he was missing. She called the local police, which ended up being the Wet Bandits. But they would go over there dressed as police officers, and Kevin never answers the door. Like, you're home alone. What, you want to talk to the cops? Oh, okay. Interesting, Interesting, unless, yeah, I I didn't pick up on that. I I mean, I can see some wiggle room if you've told, if he's been instructed to never answer the door for anyone. Isn't there indication that, like, he he feels something about those two supposed cops that come to the door? Isn't there some sort of indication? Because they look like idiots? No, no, no. I thought there was something that. Yeah, cop, no, 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 no. Cops never came to the door, did they? Also, uh, the movie would yeah. be over at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, like, well, <laughs> it would also be over at the point where she calls the police initially yes. and the guy's going, Is your child actually missing? And he just kind of brushes her off. And I'm like, yeah. You know, come yeah. on. And they go yeah. and check and they're like, No, no one's there. Yeah. They said that the house was clear and secure. She needs to recount her kids. <laughs> that, okay. That's, that seems like a concerned investigator. But it's a comedy, so you let that go. Yes, again. Yeah, I know what you're saying, These movies, Justin. so many would end without these conceits. Well, Quickly. Uh, okay, uh, this one I don't know because I don't remember the movie well, but we'll go to Jay here. and we got to wrap up here in a second. Hi, Jay. Good morning. How can she slap? <laughs> How can she slap? What's up, Jay? Hey, uh, in... 
Ace Ventura, the first one. Uh, Ace and Something seems off about it, doesn't it? Ace and Courtney Cox go in to the mansion. Yeah. And they walk in, and there's a guy dressed in white, and he says, Hey, Captain Stubing, or something to that. Yeah. Right. And Permission to come aboard, sir. My my brother and I have a a bet that's been going on ever since then. <laughs> okay. He, he thinks that is Gavin McLeod. It's not. It no, it's, it's not. not. <laughs> Your brother's wrong. Like, no, it's not Gavin McLeod. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, un, it's uncredited. You win. We, oh. We're looking at the clip right now. It's, uh, it's yeah. really not. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely not Gavin McLeod. <laughs> but it's but you looked it up and it's and it's uncredited. Yeah, it's uncredited. Adding no to way. the no. conspiracy, no. perhaps later deep fake technology erased Gavin McLeod <laughs> and replaced him with a lookalike. It yeah. is Dan Marino, but it's not Gavin McLeod. <laughs> okay. You know what else? Uh, I Thanks, believe, Jay. I, right. I think Keith Byers is in that movie. Uh, longtime uh, Philadelphia Eagle running back. I believe he is the guy. The Dolphin. No, he's not the dolphin. That's Snowflake. Uh, no, he is the guy who's running the track. Okay. Uh, when he's trying to get, uh, uh, oh yeah, look at his ring as yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's Keith Byers. Okay, interesting. All right. Well, if one thing we have learned, Marion was not eating a potato. Yeah, she was eating maybe some cheese. We believe cheese. Yes, that's that's what it was. That's how this whole conversation eating in a way you yeah. really would need cheese unless you unless you, and she was. She was damaged. Yeah. yeah. And by and also Hector Salamanca is the uh <laughs> from Breaking Bad. He is uh, uh the landlord of uh, East Ventura's uh, apartment. So I just wanted to let you guys know. <laughs> All right, that. good. Okay. Any other cameos we need to know of? <laughs> you know which one uh, I found recently? The uh the guy that runs the shop in uh Guardians of the Galaxy where they bring in that the uh, bauble for the first yeah, one. Yeah. That when when Batman in the in nineteen eighty nine Batman goes, uh who are you? I'm Batman. Yeah. That's the same guy. Really? Well, well, yeah. yeah. So and that's when, the scene where Yondu's doing the blah, 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 exactly. blah, blah. Okay. That guy with the weird funky Ooh, eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Is when Batman, is, when he's like, who are you? And Batman's holding him by the gruff. That's that same actor. Same guy. Huh? huh? Interesting. There we go. Or is it? But I don't know about Keith Byers. Uh, well, here's what we need to do. We need to take a break because our guest is awaiting oh, in nice. the Acme Lounge. We're going to talk to him in just a moment. But since we were talking about movies and we got started with uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, let's give away movie screening passes to Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. It's a week from today. And this is going to be at the AMC Neshaminy at 7 p.m. So we will take callers 10, 11, and 12, and we will give you those passes. 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call right now. We're going to take a break. And by the way, the movie opens on Friday, June 30th, so we're getting in ahead of time. Alex Perlman, who's going to be at Helium Comedy Club in September, is going to be joining us next when we get back. So stay with us. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest has uh, made some pretty awesome, explosive, viral TikTok videos and uh, goes by the name Perlman Perlmania 500. Yes, uh, yes sir. But his name is Alex Perlman. Yeah. He's right here in our studio with us this morning and has got a gig coming up not until September. Yeah. Well, I booked, it be- I booked it before everything went super viral. I think they would have moved me up sooner. But then I was thinking about it. I got all this media stuff going on. Why not go promote a show three months in advance instead of waiting for the morning of? Yeah. So that way I'm tired. How many guys have you had in here coming in? 7 a.m. Hey, by the way, I'm on tonight. My first show's at 10 p.m. And right. anyway, driving in in the morning when they're listening to that, they're driving in at 7 a.m. I'm not going to be up at 11. That's so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and we give just, three months in advance. Just promoted the Tina Fey show in December. Oh, so that's awesome. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. right. Look, we're changing. We're, media's changing. Absolutely. Let's start, let's start why, actually setting calendars. Why do it in the moment? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're from the area? Yeah, I'm from the area. Where? Uh, originally Delco. Okay. So, But right on the Delco-Chesco line. Okay, so that's where. doesn't have the Delco plot. I don't have, well, it depends. It okay. depends when I get mad. When I get mad, it comes out. And my mm-hmm. mom's from the South, so when she gets mad, it goes Southern. When I get mad, it goes Delco. <laughs> and then my wife's from Northeast Philly. When she, She's just mad. So so who's the maddest? Because I, that's, that's an interesting study. Yeah. Northeast Philly, Delco. The South uh, can get mad. Yeah. But, but so between the two, who gets madder more efficiently? More efficiently? I think Delco. Delco. I think we get it down, like, faster. You know? <laughs> right, like, right. in the South, like, they get mad and they hold on to that for, like, 150 years. They won't give up the flag. Yeah. It's a longer mad. <laughs> right, right, yeah. You yeah. know? Like, in Delco, like, we're going to be mad now. We're going to fist fight about it. But listen, at, at Tina's christening, we're going <laughs> to, it's squash. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all you need. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah. Get, you get back, it's family. That's I, how it goes. I, I, that's an interesting take on it. I think yeah. that's right. Now, we were talking earlier about, obviously, what in all the um, big story, the, the list of conga line of big stories that have been taking place locally, this amazing, uh, this horrific first bridge collapse and yep. now amazing repair job that they're doing. You yep. were down there. Yeah. No, it was weird because the, I got invited by the governor to yeah. go down. To go. Because you have, a, you have a viral TikTok yeah, presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where a lot of people will know you Yeah, from. and that's what they said. They said more people were getting the news more from one single source came from my video yeah. uh, than any one other agency. So they had me down there next to, you know, my Fox Philly and, yeah. and ABC and everything else in the line. And when I showed up, and I'm, I kept thinking it was a joke. <laughs> right. You know, they're I get weird emails you. ever since yeah. my account got bigger and bigger. I get weird... I, Somebody from FeetFinder.com wants me to sponsor them. You know what I mean? Like, it just keeps going. <laughs> wow. So I don't click these links most of the time. So I get this email, and I show up, and they just let me stroll around. And it's, you know, it was a weird moment. And then I made the video, and as, as I'm there, the, you know, the governor's office people, because I think it was just like a bet. I think yeah. somebody in the office was like, we should do this. It'll get the information out more. And I think they're all like, yeah, whatever. You know, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And then I did the video, and it... They, two videos went, you know, viral, got another million views. Oh, my God. And then they, uh, 
started inviting me to more stuff. And then before I knew it, I was locked in a hangar with the President of the United States. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I did bring, I brought it with me. This is part of the stone. Okay. That oh, wow. glass stone that they. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. so, so he brought a piece of this. This is that, that filler, that fiberglass yeah. and, and uh, thing. It is super lightweight. Super light. It feels like pumice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's it, exactly it, what yeah. I was thinking. You could probably, you know. Yeah, you can scrape that on your foot in the yeah, shower. You scrape, yeah, yeah. yeah can <laughs> yeah. you feel that? So, by the way, it's if you made, can, by the way, if uh, for people who are perhaps not uh, close to a shower or feel their feet yeah, yeah. are a little rough, go by and rub your feet on the side of the structure. Yeah, walk. No, ninety-five is now it's built-in pedicure. <gasps> yeah, hold yeah. On. But hold on, hold on. Casey broke it, Alice. Oh no! You don't listen. Don't it. say it into the mic, all right? Because now people will be worried about the road. <laughs> I was already worried about it. No, I think it's no. They've been using it. I've, I was reading. They've been using it in Virginia. No, no, it's fine. Keep passing it around. Right. Now yeah, we got two you're... pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Show and tell. I had, I had three. I had to give one. I gave one to my father-in-law, and I gave one to somebody at work. And then I wasn't supposed to have three, but once the Secret Service left the airport, they had there was a bucket of it, and nobody else was taking it. I just took it. By the way, you put a a couple of tons of this stuff on. Oh yeah, no, it layers. The pressure will 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 have to be more than. Well, here's the thing: is you know it's glass, and they and they grind it down into a powder. And the guy was explaining it to us, and 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 so it's in Delco. Yeah. And uh, my one thought again: I'm standing next to all these press people, and I'm just trying to be quiet, and they're all just doing their jobs. And my one thought is like, there's, I bet there's going to be Bud Light b- bottles in there. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. I-95 is woke now. Like, that was my one thought. It's like, now, all right, you can't go to Target. You can't drink Bud Light. You can't drive on I-95. What are these people going to do now? <laughs> so so the structure as it is right now, because it, it, what I was amazed is how clean it looks. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, it's a clean surface on the side. The plan is to, obviously, this is temporary. When they roll over... Um, do they give you any indication as to what the... Because this is a massive step to have it up and running by this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of course, obviously, they have to take care of the road that was underneath. Yeah. And so do they give you an indication as when uh, a plan for that will kick in? I don't know. you're now the man to go to? I, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea. That, been, that is... Um, I've been, you know, I've been getting the same information the same way almost everybody else. This, that's the weirdest part about my, my uh, TikTok becoming like a news TikTok. Yeah. Because I'll get people who write in the comments and they'll say things like, why isn't the news covering this? I'm like, because you don't read the news. Right, yeah. And they're like, oh, I, no, I, I trust you more than anybody else. I'm like, well, I got it from the Philly Inquirer. Yeah. I got it from Yahoo News. Right. I heard it on Preston and Steve. <laughs> I listen to NPR, and I just figure out a way to say it that people will listen to. Right, right. You know? Because yeah. it's just, I mean, that's the biggest thing is people don't leave a lot of these social media services. So some people only go and look at Instagram all day. You've got right? to check out, but you always yeah. have to check out multiple sources. Yeah, you got to go to multiple sources. Yeah. And most people don't even go to their web browser anymore. So part of it, it was just, you know, I read stuff, I react to it, and I realized over time... I was just reacting to stories and making funny videos about it. And then people were like, you taught me so much information. And then I realized that, like, oh, just explain it in a way that makes sense. So, you know, just baseline things. I've I've discovered that people don't understand percentages. The average person doesn't understand percentages. When you the basic concept of a percentage, they yeah, don't understand that. They really don't because okay. you go to the comments and you watch what people are arguing about. And when you go in there, you'll start to realize, hey, this guy doesn't understand when they say thirty percent. There's the old saying, like the quarter pounder, right? Yeah, quarter pound with cheese. I think Burger King re- rolled out a third pounder, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. People still bought the quarter pounder more because four is a higher number. <laughs> <laughs> because people don't understand fractions. Yeah. And what is a yeah. fraction? A, a percentage is a description of a fraction. Right, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And so, like, sitting there, and it's it's not people's fault. It's, you know, you're sitting there and, hey, when am I ever going to need to know percentages? And then you go on the news and COVID or something hits. They're like, you know, it's it's up 10%. Well, what does that mean? What are we basing it on? So I try to, I try to not, like... I don't like to use the word dumb it down. I try to just make it understandable enough. Well, you're avoid- So then if you want more information, you can go search for that more. You're avoiding uh-huh. the, the traps that that a lot of these... We, we marvel at it. We're yeah. in a communication industry, and yet you'll find a, a whole collection of people who have horrible... Communication skills. Yeah. So, and that's that's what happens. So, the news, the way you know, uh, they're used to disseminating this information yeah. becomes rote, and so they don't realize if you could just, you know, we were talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson earlier. Yeah. He t- he's like, oh, well, here, let me explain it yeah. like a baseball game or whatever. It, yeah. It's not it's not condescending. It's not everyone's wheelhouse. No, it's percentages. Well, my mom was a teacher, right? Yeah. She was a Latin teacher over in New Jersey at uh, Clearview Regional High School. Uh, so she taught Latin. Yeah. Uh, so which that's that's worthless. That's tough. <laughs> you know. I mean, I know she's listening. Sorry, yeah, yeah, mom. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it's Latin's a dead language, right? Yeah. But she she was while she was learning to become a better teacher, she would say like random things. I'd pick it up, and she was like, "Did you know there's three types of learners? You know, there's visual, there's uh, auditory, and then there's reading learners. Right. So some people take in information in different ways. So I I try to do that in different ways and keep that in mind. Somebody could be sitting here and we could be having a conversation and until I hold up a phone with a graph on it, you don't get it. Do you find a delineation? It is kind of weird because I spend all day reading. I read lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, I I don't, I think uh, I don't liken it to an actual holding a newspaper yeah. or a book. For, and though it is simply reading, it's the same thing, yet somehow in my mind... I'm not really reading because I'm reading off a screen, but I am. Yeah. And that's a bizarre take. I fought I fought audiobooks forever because I'm yeah. like, that's cheating. You're and then I'm like, I am not I I cannot consume all that I want to consume reading wise. And then when I made my pact with the devil, I friggin' love them. Yeah, well that's with podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. Exactly with the podcasts. Justification that's, I use. Yeah. No, yeah. It, it's I mean, I listen to so many history podcasts, especially, and I love them. And I have my own podcast. I should plug it. It's yes. called Pearl Mania five hundred. Yeah. Um, it's been going pretty good. My wife and I both do a deep dive on a, any sort of topic. And do, you then, focus, do you focus locally, or is it just anything? Anything, a, any, absolutely anything. anything. I did the the biography of Hulk Hogan. She does, uh, you know, different celebrities and things like that. Uh, I also did the Spanish Inquisition. You know, <laughs> Why and we not? do like two hours, and she reacts, and that's what the show is kind of very about. nice. Now, Alex, what's the best way for you to retain information? Because I find like when I read something, especially when Steve's you know referring to like a book or you know a yeah, physical yeah. thing, I, I retain it better that way. If I hear it or I see it online, I don't necessarily retain it. It depends. It de- for me. It for me. It's telling somebody else. So if yeah, I find yeah. it interesting, you know, it's the same thing. Like I've had a lot of jobs. Right. Yeah. I was a mall security guard. I was a karate instructor. I've been a campaign manager. Uh, just tons, tons, and tons and tons of different jobs. Every time, you know, you you know how you have that feel. What's that that thing they call it? imposter syndrome? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how you get over Which imposter one? syndrome? You train someone else how to do your job. That's yep. it. That's the end of the day. So every time I was at a job for like three or six months and I'd sit there and be like, I can't believe I got this job. I can't believe I'm paying more money. I can't believe I have health insurance. This is stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they bring in somebody new and I'm like, okay, well, this is how you void a check. This is how you do that. And the second I did that, I was like, oh, yeah, they should be paying me more. Like instantly. <laughs> instantly. And I'm like, now I'm underpaid. I think that has a lot of validity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I am being hosed here. Yeah. No, the, the, but that, that whole thing, and we've talked about the imposter syndrome. I forget who we were talking about. 
at an ultra high level. Uh, you know, uh, who who has it? People that you would scarcely imagine have the imposter syndrome who are it, like the top of the tops well, in their field. That's what's crazy. From doing stand-up, right? I did stand-up for 20 years. Yeah. I started in 2002 when I was 18. My dad asked me what I wanted to do with my life right before I went to college. Right. And I said, I want to be a stand-up comedian. He was like, go do it. He figured I'd do it, and then I'd become an accountant. Uh, I went, and I failed. And it was the first thing. I've always been like a C-plus student if I didn't try. It was right. real easy, you know, just go and, go and do stuff. And, like, I can at least put C for every answer. We're almost all the way there. It's a multiple <laughs> choice. You know, we all know that. Yeah. So uh, I went, and I failed. And I felt real bad. And I kept showing up. And then I, six months later, I got my first laugh. And I was like, I didn't know how that worked. But then I spent the next 15, 20 years just going to these different clubs. And the craziest part was the people with the least amount of talent had the absolute most uh, most confidence. And the people with the least confidence were the funniest people I ever I met in my life. I can reel off names of people. I Because I did stand-up for a while. Yeah. And yeah. You'd, you'd be like, Preston, you, I'm sure you... What? You, and you guys have done the Phillies funniest and all those things. You, yeah. you guys have been judges on some yeah, of those yeah, things. Yeah. Now, you guys usually do the finals and the semis, so you don't get to see the psychos in round one. <laughs> those round one helium psychos, man. Oh, my God. I used to go to I used to go to go opening night, and I used to live tweet them. Yeah. And I would sit there, and, like, the, the threats I'd get afterwards from these guys. <laughs> we're like, I'm the funniest dude at my truck depot. And I'm like, well, you, you stood in silence for three minutes, yeah. my friend. <laughs> it sounds like there's a description. I forgot what the... the uh, scientific term is for it, but it's uh, there. There are people who have uh, who feel that they are way smarter than they actually yeah. are. The the Dunning Kruger Dunning Kruger yeah. effect. Yeah. yeah, I have that. And then the opposite of that, they're super intelligent, yep. well overqualified people that feel that they aren't good enough. Yeah, and that's kind of that imposter syndrome thing. And yeah. they say that flat earthers are the ones that have that the other version of yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Which is do. like I know all, how, these guys don't know anything. I yeah. know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, that's what's been wild. Like. There was a bit as stuff stuff was blowing up, you know. My my last name's Perlman, you know. So you can you can figure out where you know where <laughs> what, what I believe in, right? Uh, but there's people you know, like on the internet and stuff like that. Be like, this guy's this is where you get all the truth from. And then I go to their page and I'm like, you don't like my people. <laughs> I just start looking through it. And wow. I'm, like, I'm not. And I was like, I'm going to make a video of that. My wife was like, do not. You would think that you would at least if you're going to make it a little bit more discreet. You don't don't make it your opening page. Yeah. Stuff right. Yeah. Like maybe a picture of you and your dog and then a couple pages in you have your yeah your no, drop that early I, I just real quick i'm just so proud i haven't cursed yet that's just been amazing <laughs> yes me. i've watched a couple of your videos yeah you're, you're doing great yeah alex perlman by the way and uh, you can check out his uh, social media perlman uh perlmania 500 uh, that's on uh tiktok where were you a mall security guard gotta hear that oh that's exactly Exton what square i was mall. Exton oh. square oh. mall I okay, had a moment so there recently. Yeah, the, the mall or the expanded outdoor areas that the they've whole, created out there. Well, no, the just mall? the mall. I was there in 2009, okay. uh, and it was it was as the, then we were like the mall's dead. Was this right? Yes. And it's still there. You, yeah. Now, had they, you did you know karate at this point, or did you have to? Yeah, look? no, I knew karate, okay, but okay. I didn't use it. All right, <laughs> they were paying me. They were paying. Listen, they were paying me seven twenty five an hour in in two thousand nine because okay. that was the minimum wage in two thousand nine. Right, it's the minimum wage today. <laughs> Yes. I just want to be clear about that. Yeah, yeah. I heard on the way up, and yeah. Casey pointed out to me, that the, the PA State House just passed that they want to raise it to $15 an hour. Now it's got to go to the state Senate. And again, we don't think about this stuff as a community, uh, you know, and as people. 
Most of us don't even know who our state senator state senator is. And when I tell people, I'm like, oh, it's the state senator. Like, I don't know what that means. Right, right, right. You know, so like trying to explain exists. baseline information, I'm like, hey, you know, and these guys are in your community. Like, you might right. see them on the street. Like, get, you know. You yep. can actually, you when, can you, touch when you feel a sense of desperation about about uh, D- D.C. and so on and so forth, uh, yeah. at the, the one last possibility is at your local level. Yeah, So sure. it, it is important. Yeah. No matter what you believe, no, but, no. but just be passionate about it. Yeah, no, exactly. But yeah. I mean, like, you know, you have, you start out, if you're if you're lucky enough to have a city council, you got your city council, yeah. and then you go from there to maybe a township supervisor or mayor, and then you jump up to your county commissioner. Then you get to your state rep, your state senator. Mall security. Yeah, mall security guard. <laughs> Come to us last. We'll get back to the mall. <laughs> By the way, I watched your video on, on uh, the uh, minimum wage last night. Casey had sent it to me. Yeah. And I just sent back a uh i just sent back one comment i just said dude and then casey came back to me he's like is that dude bad or dude good <laughs> i'm like it's dude good i'm like it was hilarious yeah so many people there yeah. was, there was guys doing emo covers of it really <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> no they were playing i mean you can't play it on the radio i curse no, so much yeah. in that thing oh, yeah. it would just be one long bleep but the um there's guys who come in they were like no this is the midwest emo cover so it would be mm. me talking and then the guy comes in with the guitar and then somebody else stitched it and then they play in bass somebody else does that's it that's cool drum. i love arrived. that so when stuff. You, yeah it's weird w- yeah. so you you obviously ranting is part of your your deal at some yeah. like, a, like a lewis black level yeah All right so so um what do you do to balance that what is your zen uh, uh to balance it uh, picking up dog poop in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm dead serious. It's yeah. just doing stuff around my house just and, and right. having my wife. Like yeah. my wife keeps me grounded every time I think I'm gonna. I'm like, babe, I just met the president, and she's like, we have to go to the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. and I'm Big like, wolf. okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, you guys know you'll be sitting here and you'll have the the biggest comedians in the yeah. world or, or a rock star, and right. you're like, this yeah. feels great. And then you still got to go pick the kids up from school. Yep. You, the visa yep. bill still comes. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't exactly. matter. Yeah. Yep. Do you get upset uh, at commenters on your own social media? I used to. And you've learned not to? Yeah, uh, because of my wife. Yeah. I'll sit there and I'll read, like, the craziest thing. They'll be like, this guy's wrong about everything. Blah, blah. And a lot of times my stuff will get reposted on Reddit. And I have a love-hate relationship with Reddit. And they'll post it and they'll be like, why is he always yelling? And I'm like, well, that's how you saw okay. the video. Yeah. If I was going, you know, the minimum wage in Pennsylvania is seven twenty. You know, who's watching that? It's an attention right. economy. So, you know, and I sit there, I'm like, they're wrong. And she's like, yeah, they're also sad and alone. That's why they're commenting. You Because I don't write as many comments anymore because if I see something cool, I show it to my wife. That's the comment. There I have go. a human being to I share like it that. with. Do you look at also, I look at it as this way. I've, I've spent so much of my professional life um, going after, you know, celebrities or people in the news. I never, yeah, yeah, never yeah. civilians. Yeah. Uh, and so in as much as that's the case, if someone wants to come after me, have at it because yeah. that's it. And so I look at it as part of the job is that then that negativity coming back to you is part to within reason it's, is part of the job. Look, it's the changing scape. It's the changing landscape of media. Yeah. Right. You know, like they used to be you wanted to have your station like, you know, be everybody. We want everybody. We want 100 percent of all listeners. Now you go and you look and you're like, how do I get one percent? Right. You know, and then those people, if do they like do they like me? You know, do they am I doing the right information? Like the biggest thing that blew my mind. Remember during the Alex Jones trial? Yeah. The Sandy Hook trial when they declared that he was making one hundred and fifty million dollars a year selling fake pills. You know the you know the right. hair oil pills and all those different things. I was like, you make one hundred and fifty dollars, 
and he never got a better camera? Like, I was losing it. That drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. Are you guys pulling $150 million no, a year? Yeah, big pill? Hair, I mean, I know you aren't, Steve. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I tapped out a while ago. The uh, But we talk about that. Here's something that drives me crazy. We're talking about stuff that drives you crazy. The the public address um, uh, alerts that'll come over your TV. Yeah, they've got to have better audio equipment. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. It's the worst I've ever. Well, we got to spend all that money to go find billionaires in a tube. <laughs> <laughs> That's where that money. I mean, you know, but yeah. we should go back to the Exton Square Mall. Yeah, you yeah, had yeah. so many questions, and I'm so excited to talk about y- it. Yes, please. What I, was I, the I think like? the N- I think the NDA finally ran out. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, it was just a weird. It was very public facing. How and, accurate? You should remember the Seth Rogen film. Where he was the uh, oh yeah, yeah. It was that the one, actually Paul no Blart. no the one I thought was more accurate. Who's the other guy from the? He does the evangelical show. Um, a righteous gemstones guy. Righteous uh, gemstones. Danny McBride. Yeah, Danny McBride. He had a movie at the same time. I don't remember the uh, Protect and Serve. Oh, okay. Protect and Serve was the absolute because it's dark. Yeah, and I was like, some of these dudes I worked with, I was like, yeah, that's them. <laughs> really? It, yeah, no, it was just sad, and it was dark. I mean, some of them. Well, I mean, Seth Rogen's what was pretty dark too. That was Observe and Report. Yeah, so that was with uh, Anna. Was that Anna Faris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, I might be thinking of. I might be thinking of a different movie. Yeah, maybe this, that is the, the one Seth I'm Rogen thinking of. One that was dark. pretty accurate. He's, he's like he gets carried away. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, Paul yeah. Blart. He's yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Well, that Paul Blart came out while I was a mall cop, <laughs> <laughs> and I worked with a dude who looked exactly like, like him. James? And teenagers, when yeah. teenagers used to hang out in malls, right? <laughs> They would lay into him. They'd be like, all right, Paul Blart. All right, Paul Blart. And then he was, I remember him trying, he tried to, he tried to actually like make it make sense to the teenager. He's like, right. Paul Blart made a hundred million dollars over the weekend. That means mall cops are popular. And then the kid looked at me, he goes, your mustache is stupid. Oh. <laughs> he didn't say that word, but he's, you know, it's radio. Right. Wow. Yeah. But uh, the, the darkness uh, was... Yeah, you touch on uh, meaning the other security officers. Yeah, it's just, or? A, just it's a general job, you okay. know. You know, first thing you're a fake cop. You yeah. know, the, the people don't understand a lot of times with security guards, and for the most part, you're a walking camera that can then show up to court later. Right, that's it. My job yeah. is to fill out reports, and literally, it's literally observe and report. They, I had to use the yellow guys because half the half the squad that was younger than me, they were all going to be cops, and yeah. a lot of them did become cops. And you had to do a certain amount of public facing security work sure. to do that with yeah. the academy. The other half, that's just where they put people. And like some of these dudes, like they they should not they shouldn't have been driving a truck. <laughs> and we had to drive around outside. Yeah, and I would see these guys; they'd be talking to people. I'm like, that's not how you talk to anybody. Uh, and yeah. they were, you know, and and so. The the company actually loved me because I was in this middle ground where, like, I didn't care enough to, like, get them in trouble by chasing somebody. Right. But I also didn't want extra responsibility because, again, I was being paid seven twenty five an hour. And then they were like, do you want to be a shift supervisor? I was like, sure. I'm expecting them to say ten, eleven dollars an hour. I'm like, what is that pay? And they're like seven seventy five. <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. I did the math. I'm like, yeah. fifty cents more an hour, and yeah. now I got a. Being now when things happen, it's me. Yeah. Did you get any? Uh, were there any mole considerations? Did you have a uh, any sort of um, comps? Comps? Yes, one. The what? only comp I used. Well, two actually, and they were both in the food court. Uh, one was Salad Works. Ooh. The one there was this one kid, Nick. He he hated his job, yeah. and he liked me. 
So he just gave me free salads all the time. <laughs> they, it was they, just free. But that was just because that was because that's because I'm me. You remember their slogan, the the original salad, salad tossers? Oh, is that yeah, what it was? Yes. Oh, that was their God. slogan, the original salad tossers. The other one was uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A would give me the policeman's discount. Oh. And I thought that that was like boss. Yeah. So, yeah, I basically got a free milkshake every time. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I, I love it. it. I, we, we talked about this many times before. It's, it's sad that sort of mall culture has, because it was so... So I like that. Essential to I a miss kid. it. Yeah. I miss it. I really do. I miss, you know, I miss the, just seeing people walk around and be among each other yeah, and, yeah. like, just do that that type of stuff. I mean, between COVID and the internet, like, things have been fracturing more and real it's estate true. and all that stuff. It's just tough. I know. We got to wrap up in just a second, but I do want to ask how you're... Uh you 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 quit smoking? Is that still yes? You're holding tight. Uh, you want to see the patch? Yeah, man. I got yeah, it on yeah, right yeah. here. I got it on right here. Twenty yeah. days. How many We're days? On day twenty, right now. Twenty days. Wow. You know, Dude, I went to that. It out. I quit like yeah. twenty one years ago. Oh wow! He replaced it with alcohol. Oh, that's for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for two weeks. I drank heavily. Here's okay. <laughs> yeah. So what I, I what I did is I found that my weakest moment yep. of smoking, like when I could not resist it, was when I was drinking. Gotcha. So I decided for it was actually about ten days to get hammered every night <laughs> and force myself to learn to not smoke while wow. drinking. That's unhealthy. <laughs> I know. That's the most unhealthy <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Warning, the side effect was he yeah. became a raging alcoholic. No, he didn't. Yeah. I you know, one thing I did years alcohol. ago because I worked at the place where they like wanted you to do a smoking cessation or else your insurance went up. I went, I think he was on your show. I went to the hypnotist. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Rosenberg. Yes. yes. Yeah. Did yeah. not work. Uh, not for me. So we, it, but, it does, and he says it doesn't work. But we've no. had people walk out of here yep. and that was that. L- done. It, listen, it's one of those things. There's so many different ways to do it. I am going to be probably doing something with the American Lung Association oh. soon. Just go try to get more information and get yeah. more stuff out there. You know, it's just one of those weird moments. A lot of people get in the comments like, you inspired me. I'm like, that's weird. Uh, I don't ever want to be your inspiration. You don't know what I do on my weekends, brother. Yeah, yeah. But on September 23rd, which is a Saturday at 4.30 p.m., so there's no excuse because you can definitely get home in, in time uh, for bed, uh, I will be at Helium Comedy Club yes. with five other comedians opening yeah. Uh, they're all really great local people that I want to have more people see. Um, There's and f- super funny people they're all in really this funny. area. Really, it's yeah. a great area, especially this comedy scene now is one of the nation's best. Absolutely, I'd say it's the best in the world. That's, yeah. But that's me. Yeah, you know, we're Philly. Yeah. You know, we want and, and our you know our comedians are used to dealing with probably some of the most I don't want to say toxic, but one of the most discerning audiences in the world. Yeah, you're not going to get this type of audience in New York. You're not going to get that in L.A. And you know the closest is maybe Chicago. But, you know, you don't have to duck as many bullets to go to this show. It's <laughs> at 4.30 p.m. Absolutely cool. Well, Alex, before then, is September 23rd. It's a little while from now. Yeah. Let's, let's get you on again before then. Just I would to love remind to. people what's going on because, obviously, you've got a lot to talk about. I, listen, I just keep going. That's why my podcast is two hours long. <laughs> uh, you can find him on TikTok, uh, Pearl Mania 500. Uh, and same thing. That's the name of your podcast as well. Yeah, right? that's the name of my podcast, my Instagram, everything, everything Romania except Twitter. I don't use Twitter anymore. All right. Uh, oh, good to see you, man. Thanks for coming by. Thank here. you. Helium Comedy Club, September 23rd. Tickets at heliumcomedy.com for Alex Perlman. Yay! We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hang in there, gang. Thank you, Bill. Preston and Steve on 933 WMMR. No. <laughs> Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services. When you have an AC breakdown, you need it repaired today. Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing repairs your system on the same day or you don't pay. And you can book online at horizonezbook.com. Um, it's from a little while ago. I didn't get a chance to get to it, but a social media influencer died 
Soon after live streaming, streaming himself drinking several bottles of strong alcohol on China's version of TikTok, <sighs> uh, state-run media in the country are reporting in a development likely to renew debate about how to regulate the industry. China uh, has their, what is their version of TikTok called? Uh, they have Weibo, Weibo, which I think is their version of Twitter, so I'm not Maybe sure TikTok. what the TikTok yeah. is, but... Uh, the influencer, whose name is uh, San Quanj, which means a brother three th- or brother three thousand, uh, was found dead just hours after broadcasting himself taking part in com- completion with a fellow influencer, which Im- draw- involved drinking uh, baiju, which is a Chinese spirit with a typical alcohol content between thirty to sixty. Holy hell! Well, then you're just begging to yeah, die. Yeah, and he, I, it's I, alcohol poisoning. I forgot how many he drank, but uh, yeah, it didn't take long, and he he died shortly after that. It, it will kill you, friends, if you drink too much. Late for his flight, a Delta Airlines passenger began banging on the door at his boarding gate in New Orleans. Perhaps he didn't realize that this door is closed. When it's closed, there's literally. No one on the other side to open it back up. Pounding on the door doesn't get anybody's attention, but... Who is it? So once that door's closed, it's highly (laughs) unlikely to be reopened. Uh, You need a gate agent. But this man wasn't giving up. He decided to make an announcement broadcast on the airport's public address system (laughs) to demand that he be allowed to board his his flight. So what, did he just grab uh, one of the handsets? I guess so. Hey! I want to get out of my flight! His language uh, gets a bit not safe for work as he implores someone to open this mother effing gate. Open this mother effing gate. Not only is it, uh, did he not make his flight, but uh, of course you can quickly get uh, taken into custody. Yeah. I don't know what ended up happening to him, but apparently uh, he was not having it. My dad, my dad did that one time. This was pre nine eleven, and we were in Chicago, and he got to the gate, and they, they had closed the door. My brothers and I were on the plane. And the gate agent says, I'm sorry, sir, the plane has departed. And he says, no, it hasn't. I see it. It's right there. <laughs> and uh, like 20 minutes later, we saw him walking on the plane. He, he was able to make it happen. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, again, it was a different time. Yeah, that wouldn't happen now. It would There's not. no way. Wow. Uh, a dog lover uh, named Toko spent 2 million yen or about $12,000 for a realistic collie costume. Yes. To fulfill his dream of being a dog. And I mean it. Looks real. It's pretty. Is it like when the dog is uh, when he's laying down or sort of not moving a lot. Yeah, yeah. you would think it's a collie. It's Dude. when he starts tap dancing that the <laughs> jig is up. To transform into a lassie lookalike, Toko ordered to uh, order the fit from a movie and TV costume maker. Uh, on YouTube, his channel shows him walking around on all fours and enjoying life as a pup. However, he says. That there are still limitations. He said, if you move too much, yeah. it will not look like a dog. Look at this, Kathy. Aww. That's the dude in the suit. They say, <laughs> he says, <laughs> it's crazy. Realize his lifelong dream of smelling people's asses. <laughs> <laughs> he said, his latest video is more than 650,000 views oh so God. far. Comments <laughs> are mixed with some finding the channel wholesome and others stating that the dog outfit has an uncanny valley feel to so it. So what date do you whip that on the girl in oh, your apartment? God. I want to show you something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Do we know how much it is? $12,000. 12000 Oh, yeah. my God. An Ohio woman refuses to remove her Halloween werewolf decoration, saying that it's become like a mascot and protects her home. Phil the werewolf was purchased at a hardware store and currently dons a patriotic American flag shirt. And it's like... 12 feet tall. Oh I mean, it's God. big. Phil the werewolf? 
yeah, Mary Simmons has received a warning from the city but refuses to take Phil down. In fact, she's planning out his wardrobe for the summer season. She said, we're going to get a big Hawaiian shirt. Maybe some sunglasses. Uh, but the neighbors don't want it around anymore. I keep two Halloween decorations, not a lot like this. I keep two Halloween decorations up. It's just a it's a little a guy crawling out of the dirt. It sits in the middle of my garden of zombie. Yeah. And, yeah, and but this is uh this is huge. Yeah. By the way, did you know Rochelle went to Italy and I did not know this? You know the statue of David? It's like eighteen feet yes. tall. Yeah. I thought it was just like a regular no. human wow. size. But yeah. Things massive. Imagine having that in your front yard. Dangling all around for everybody to see. (laughs) Hey, see that guy's nutsack. Uh, The city of Dayton has no plans to remove Phil at this time, by the way. Uh, Fishers, fishermen, lost out on millions of dollars after a 619-pound blue marlin was disqualified during a North Carolina fishing tournament. Uh, The top prize for the Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament is $2.77 million. Now, the fish in question, reeled in by boat named Sensation, was disqualified because it had shark bite bite marks on it. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Yeah. The International Game Fish Association rules say a fish is disqualified if there is any flesh damaging or removing damage to the fish. Uh, The Blue Marlin appeared to have a chunk of its flesh missing and it, size-wise, it would have won. Absolutely. That's but, crazy and, that that disqualifies it. And yeah. Kathy, so, and it's a very small chunk. So, but I guess what they're looking for is an un... Uh, a cost, of, yeah. They don't want the uh, the imperfections. But you know what? That has nothing to do with the skill of the fisherman. I know yeah. reeling in the the, the catch, it does, a, it, or does it? Because the, the fish may be injured and no. so it's easier. Well, well, listen. A lot oh. of times this happens when it's when it's yeah. So when it's on the hook, it might get attacked. But this, I from what I I gathered, this seemed to be an older issue. Kathy's saying it might be because. The fish is somewhat injured right. and be less of a fight of a reeling fight. it in. I want to fight you. I want to. <laughs> Imagine you pulling the fish, and that's what it says to you. I just want to fight you. I want to fight you. It's um, a talking marlin. I want to kiss you. <laughs> it's a nice I marlin. I want to fight you. Why can't you be uh, more like this marlin? I want to kiss you. Uh, I want to fight you. Captain Greg McCoy said, uh, we don't get a plaque on the big rock fountain. We don't get the dough. Uh, the boat Sushi won the top prize with a 484 uh Point five pound catch, it's but there's at way outweighted. Way six hundred nineteen pounds. It's got to be frustrating. Yeah, very much so. All right, one more story, and then we will wrap it up. A drug syndicate uh, that tried to smuggle tons of methamphetamine to, from uh, Canada to Australia and New Zealand by hiding it in shipments of maple syrup and canola oil has been busted. That would be the tastiest methamphetamine ever. I think so. This is great meth. This is great amphetamine. Uh, so authorities from the three nations said that they've worked together uh, for more than five months to unravel the elaborate scheme uh, that was worth billions of dollars. And they said in January, Canadian authorities alerted them uh, that 766 gallons of liquid meth had been hidden in 181 bottles of canola oil bound for Australia. In New Zealand, uh, police said that they tried to hide more than three-quarters of a ton of meth in a shipment of maple syrup. Do you know that maple syrup itself gets smuggled across the Canadian border? Still? Still. Really? Absolutely. Interesting. Uh, There must be taxes and so on. I'm assuming that's it. Yeah. uh, That cause it to be a little bit more of a pricey commodity. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you uh, in the Bizarre File this morning. All right, with that, let's give away some more movie screening passes. Indiana Jones and the Destiny... 
of d- the dial of destiny. The density. Uh, we'll take uh, three callers. First three callers, 215-263-WMMR. It's next Wednesday, a week from today. Uh, at AMC Neshaminy. 7 p.m. is when that show is going to be playing, and the film hits theaters on Friday, June 30th. So be the next three callers, and we will take care of you toot sweet. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Our lesson question awaits. Stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We'll get to the secret text word in a little bit. I usually do it after the Bizarre File, and I forgot to do it. So we'll do it at the end of this segment. Um, we'll have your chance to win those tickets. See Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are coming up in December. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to give away something else. We're going to do today's lesson question. We are going to give away a Super Mario Brothers movie prize pack, including the film on Blu-ray question we have for you this morning is what do they call saturday on et's home planet <laughs> if you get it close enough yeah i'll set you up because it may have been hard to hear and after all it's it's in his native language let's see if you know that what do they call saturday on et's home planet two one five two six three wmmr call right now the trash business is a gold mine 93.3 wmmr with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we got s- some stories. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Preston, Real Housewives of New York star Kelly Bensamon sharing her secret for quickly losing 10 pounds. Bensamon says she actually went old school, forcing a, quote, blistering bowel movement that left her unconscious for two days. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Malvagna of New Jersey has pled guilty to two counts of assault after hurling a phone at B.B. Rexa during a concert. Malvagna was initially planning to throw an alarm clock, telling authorities he wanted to see time fly. Hey! And finally, Meghan Markle denying a flurry of stories, claiming she has signed a huge endorsement deal with Dior. However, Markle did announce she has signed a new deal to be the face of Pat's Chili Dog. That's your Hollywood track. All right, who was the person that threw the phone at that chick? Who was Nicholas it? Malvagna. Is was is he anybody 
noteworthy or just a just a guy in the member? audience who stupid he threw a phone and by He's, the way he said he wanted to see what his aim was like yeah oh he hit it right in the face yeah. i mean Three stitches st- I, I saw the story i don't know who she is i don't follow a lot of pop music yeah. um and uh but you know i saw the the video and that sucks it yeah. clocked her good she had yeah. to get stitches yep really yeah. Three stitches oh. i got hit with something when we were doing the uh it was a uh Halloween party at the uh, electric factory and it, it took a little while for me to really come to the uh, the uh, the conclusion yeah the realization that because I felt like man that guy threw that at me um the chances are that they weren't aiming for me in right. particular chances are that they I, they I hit me in the head with a quarter or something <laughs> and I felt it and it hit me and then I was like, you know what? Chances are they weren't aiming for me mm. or, you know, in who particular. Who were they aiming for? Well, maybe just the group. Yeah. Who, oh, yeah. who the hell knows? Yeah. Well, he was aiming for this gal, I yeah. guess, right? He wanted to see what kind of army head. Well, yeah. All right. Um, let's see if we can get an answer to today's lesson question. And we want to know, what do they call Saturday on E.T.'s home planet? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Rich was our first caller in. So, Rich is who we're going to go to. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, guys. All right, bud. So what do they call uh, Saturday on E.T.'s home planet? Orf clap. Yes, that's yeah. good enough. Yeah. Orf clap uh, is what Nick wrote down. So, Rich, hang on. going to be my regular orc flap thing. Uh, we are going to give you a... It's going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. We're going to give you a Super Mario Brothers movie prize pack, including the film on Blu-ray. Experience this year's biggest blockbuster event like never before. Own the Power Up Edition on digital and Blu-ray with supersized exclusive content. And it's available now from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Kaboomba! All right. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the story. He's got a couple things. I have some breaking news, actually. Whoa, breaking whoa. news? Yeah, from the world of uh, music news. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh-huh. You go now to the newsrooms of WMMR where Preston Elliott has a breaking news story. Preston. Uh, Greta Van Fleet singer Josh Kieska uh, publicly has come out. Uh, as of yesterday, writing that he has been in a loving same-sex <clears throat> same sex relationship with his partner, he said, for the last eight years. Wow. Uh, Kiska made the announcement on his Instagram account saying that those close to him were aware uh, that it was time to go wide with the news. Uh, Kiska noted that he felt compelled to speak up right now because his adopted home of Tennessee has been responsible for so much anti-LGBTQ legislation in the last year. From its restrictive drag bill uh, that was ruled unconstitutional to a series of bills around access to trans health care. And he said, it's imperative that I speak my truth for not only myself, uh, but in hopes to change hearts, minds and laws in Tennessee and beyond. Uh, With that in mind, he pointed uh, fans to a variety of organizations uh, doing on the ground advocacy work in Tennessee. I say the LGBTQ plus community is a cultural pillar constantly championing. Positivity and acceptance through art, music, literature, film, and most importantly, legislation. He said the greatest moral gift of all is our capacity to love. And as we travel through time, may our greater understanding of the matter around and within us teach us to love ever deeper. So I'm, I'm happy for him. I think yeah. that's great. You know, it's, it's to be able to have to hide who you are is a, a very difficult thing for people. And I think it's, uh, it's great that he's able to come out and publicly say that, you know. 
Uh, when my son came out to me, yeah, he was uh, he was very he was afraid to do it at first, Aww. and then I was like, dude. Come on, it's me. You know, absolutely, of course. So, listen, there are a lot of uh, supportive allies out there, but there are a lot of people who are not. Right. And so, it is the fear of the people who are not, uh, or the people that hide in the shadows, that keep people in the closet. Yeah, and it's a terrible place to be. So, uh, congratulations to him and Greta Van Fleet. By the way, will release their third studio album, Starcatcher, on July Starcatcher twenty first. <laughs> Dolly Parton's latest single, Bygones, uh, featuring Rob Halford with special guests Nikki Six and John Five, debuts at number one on the media-based classic rock songs chart. And it follows World on Fire, the lead single from Dolly's upcoming album, Rockstar, which became the album's first number one uh, when he peaked atop Billboard's rock digital song sales chart in May. Uh, she said, I'm so excited to see the response Bygones is receiving. It to debut at number one on the rock charts is such a thrill for me. And it makes it even sweeter to share this with Rob, Nikki, and John Five. And I also have to recognize my co-producer on the album and co-writer on this song, Kent Wells, who helped me bring this song to life. And I'm a happy girl today, she said. Uh, Dolly will head to London next week to begin a European media blitz of appearances in support of Rockstar. Uh, the album will be released on November 17th. I, well, you, no, you couldn't do a tour with that album no. because you have so many contributors. Yeah. Um, but they could do a show. They you know, could maybe do a in show Vegas here and there. Or, yeah, like yeah, yeah. or Nashville if she's uh, more comfortable there. Right, right. Or Dollywood where they have roller coasters. That's perfect. And then one last story. Coming on August 14th is Aerosmith's new three CD and four LP Greatest Hits collection. Uh, the career-spanning compilation will be issued in conjunction with the band's 50th anniversary tour and features 40 facts on disc, digital, and 180-gram custom color vinyl. Uh, during a recent chat, Joe Perry was pressed as to whether a new studio album is in Aerosmith's future. I uh, said, not right at the moment, and I just don't see the time for it. I would put everything I have into doing another Aerosmith album, even if, it's on, uh, if that's even on the cards. He said, if we get time to work on some new music, that'd be great. But knowing Steven and knowing our age and what it takes to do an album, I don't know. He said, I'm always playing. I'm always writing stuff. But at this stage, I can't say. I just want to get through this next tour and play live and give something back to the fans. Uh, he spoke about the advancing age of himself and his band members, explaining, we've never been the kind of band that you can sit back and go, well, this is what the next three years is going to be like. This is what our next five years is going to be like. Uh, he said, especially now, at our age, he said, the air's getting thin up here, man. Uh, so, so many people are passing on to the next step, so to speak. So they have greatest hits, but don't look for an album, really, anytime in the very near future. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in music news for you. Uh, we have one final break to take, and we have a secret tag sword to give away. Thank uh, you. Come on. Casey just reminded me of it. Kathy... Pick a good number caller, please. Eight. Eighth caller. 215-263-WMMR. We'll get a winner when we get back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We do have a couple things they need to do before we get out of here. One of them is to give away our secret text prize. Yes. Uh, we were looking for caller number eight. And look, it's Sandy. Sandy. So we're going to go to Sandy on the line. Sandy. Hi there, Sandy. Hi. Good morning, it. Good morning, it. Good morning to see you. All right, Sandy. Yes. What is good morning the, to see you. What, what's the secret text word, please? 
update. Yes! Update is correct. Sandy, hang on the line. We're going to give you tickets uh, to Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, the Restless Leg Tour. Uh, Thursday, December 14th at the Mets, Philadelphia. Tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. And a random uh, winner, a random texter, is Rosemary Schaffner, who is from Trevos, Pennsylvania. So congratulations, Rosemary. You're going to see uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler as well. This is probably the music they'll come out to, right? I think so. I think so. It's a light and fun show. Is that a joke that I don't get, the restless leg? Uh, I guess so, because I don't get it either. Okay. Like, um, uh, was it Sarah Silverman? Hers was called Grow Some Lips, so I, I get that. Right. But the restless leg thing—I don't know if it's in reference to some kind of bit that they've done before. Or I something. don't know either. Uh, not sure. All right. So anyway, uh, happy to give those away. Hey, um, I should have done this earlier this morning, but I would like to congratulate Charlie D'Amico. That is uh, Chuck's daughter graduates from high school wow. today. Wow! Which is awesome. Yeah. So congratulations. Is he okay? I, he seems no. to be okay. You know, a guy, you know how know. Chuck gets. Yeah, yeah. Chuck. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we need to all check in on him. Chuck gets emotional when it comes to his kids, for sure, which is not, <laughs> that's a good thing, you know? This is going to be fine, uh, but let's talk mid-August when uh, she's getting ready to right. head off to college. <laughs> okay, right. so he's still okay because she's here. Yeah. Oh, boy. she going away? Yeah, she's going to UConn. Wow. Maybe we can rent him an apartment up there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll do work remotely from there. Yeah. He could. Chuck, oh, yeah. Is, uh, Chuck is a very, he's a doting father, big time. Uh, so congratulations. Charlie's awesome too, man. Yeah. She's a lot of fun. Yep. I've she's only met got, her a few times. Yeah. She's got a, uh, she's got her mother's attitude. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> which is hilarious. Wicked smart too. Wicked smart. Yeah. So congratulations, Charlie. Um, I would like to thank Keith Jones. Yay! President of the Flyers came by today, spent some time here. It was awesome. And, uh, he brought the new team jerseys in so we could take a look at that. And, uh, you know, we talked all things hockey and and whatnot. So it's uh, great to have Jonesy in here. Uh, and also, it was great to meet a new friend, Alex Perlman. Performing at Helium in September. And uh, his TikTok videos are exploding. Yes. Uh, he does these kind of rants. Uh, and uh, and people are digging it. He's getting millions of views, which is huge. So uh, he's taking it all in and <laughs> figuring out how to process. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's uh, local. He li- where does he? Where did he say he lives now? Well, he didn't. Uh, okay. And he doesn't want people to know where he lives. Oh, yeah, okay. I was actually just talking to him in the uh, Acme Lounge about it all. But uh, you know, he grew up uh, near Westchester, but in Delco. Okay. So Chesco. Yeah. Yeah. He said uh, on the Chesco border. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's that, and I guess we need to do the letter of the day. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. O, as in O-range. All right, that's not even a word, but we do have a word that will be here on Friday <laughs> when we get all the letters. And we're going to give away a family four-pack of admission tickets and fast lane vouchers to Dorney Park and Wildwater Kingdom. You can enjoy your favorite coasters and thrill rides in Dorney Park, Family Fun and Planet Snoopy, and over a dozen water slides in Wildwater Kingdom. And that's all for one admission price. You can get the best deal on admission tickets today at DorneyPark.com. So we'll give that away on Friday. Uh, a thank you to our sponsors goes out. I want to thank uh, Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. And also Polar Seltzer, just water, zillions of tiny bubbles, and great taste. Refreshingly natural Polar Seltzer. Uh, Tomorrow on our program, you never know where we'll go, but we will have 
uh, actor Harold Pirino on the show. Oh, there you go. And the show you're watching. From. Yeah. It is You're loving awesome. it. And they're in their second season now? Yes. Okay. And uh, just wrapping up. All right, so we'll talk to Harold uh, tomorrow. You know him from Lost and uh, many other things as well. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP.